Day one dollar zero episode four. What's up, Eli? It's Monday, man. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm copying and pasting right now as we speak. I wasn't as good as you were, <laughs> but I'm gonna share this to my uh, to my normal page. That way, people see it. Then come talk some shit with us. That's right. It's Monday, man. Shit, guys. Hell yeah! It's Love Monday. Mondays, man. Love Mondays. Me too. Not a lot of people can say that. We had a good. We had a good Monday. Most. So mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming some people don't know. But just in case they don't, we still are out every day doing deals. Mm-hmm. Not only are we doing that, we're still helping our team. And approaching not not like they don't know what they're doing, but bringing that team together when we're doing listing presentations and buyer presentations and just coming up with a game plan, handling handling inspections and getting creative with extensions if it's needed and making sure that that team comes together and, and we accomplish it as seamlessly as possible. We've been doing that pretty well. So we're in we're in Fort Collins today. Yep. Eli didn't want this on the on the desk. He actually asked me to move this, but and I don't know why you asked me to move this because this was your fucking idea in the first place. But we I went to Johnson's Corner. That is not a weenie shop, is it? It is a it is a truck stop, so it's not that. It far is off. a truck stop, yeah. so it might be a weenie shop. Yeah. However, if you guys have ever been, we brought a bunch of the. I don't know why. That's I a caramel somebody. one, man. You got to show the original. Dude, I here. brought all of them. The original car- and it's not caramel; it's caramel. caramel. That could be a whole podcast in itself. Caramel. I blame my in laws for why I bought so many of them. They're like, <laughs> "Why you got so many?" And I was like, "Dude, in laws, bro." <laughs> you, you, talk about that nutrition label real quick. Let's. Ooh, here, look, yeah. it's on the original one right there. Let's see here. This is crazy. This is why you read your labels, guys. Nope. They took it off. Here we Ah. go. All right. So off topic today, but in this one fucking cinnamon roll, 1,300 calories. That's that's to be expected, but what blew my mind, 264 grams of carbs, 137 of which are sugar. That is amazing. That's crazy. 137 grams of sugar. Listen to me. It's counterbalanced. (laughs) <laughs> by Sea Force, Chuck Norris water, God damn it. Chuck oh. Norris has his own water. We are not sponsored by Chuck Norris. I was going to say, nice. Norris, he's shining off on us. You know what? I do feel like it tastes better. Do you? I feel like it. it it's good, man. He was I doing like all these like spinning heel kicks and shit on the way down Whoa. here. and It's been a lot of days. It's a, it's a Macho Man Randy Savage day. We had fun with that today. Macho Man Monday. I don't know what happened. I woke up as Macho Man Randy Savage. He did. It's been a phenomenal day. Ooh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> People were just putting us in moods today, and I felt like there was some ass kicking that was coming. So my alter ego came out, which apparently, is I've never Man even Randy done Savage. that impersonation, but it's Macho Man Randy Savage. We had a good time with that. Uh, so, yeah, we had a good time in Fort Collins, man. That was cool. It's always fun to, to you know, assist our agents. I don't want to say help. Some of them are, we've got some newer agents, and they're catching on quick, but we also have some some agents on the team that are kick-ass, and they're, they get it. They're doing well. So I want to say more of like an assist, you know, like it's just doing the team thing, man. You and I do better that way. The team does better that way. I think everybody just the more minds put together and like you actually show the team. That's well, just the atmospherics. Yeah, it works, man. Just being able to go to people's homes and, and create that game plan and make them feel like there's a system in place and there's a, a ton of people that are there to help. I think that's right. the biggest thing. And but sometimes it brings in Mondays, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Macho Man had to come out. We got some <laughs> fun, we got some funny B-roll of that bullshit. <sighs> Who knows where that came from? I, I didn't even watch wrestling as a kid, but watching those guys coked out on YouTube now, it's it's admirable. It's I love good. that shit. It's pretty good. They're partners, man. Yeah. They had a good time. I'm not a Ric Flair fan. No disrespect. Not a big Hulk Hogan guy. Macho Man. Ooh, he just did it right. You I know like, what I mean? Mine were Hulk, Macho <laughs> Man, and uh, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake was pretty cool. Yeah, he was. Boss Man was fat as shit. Yeah. Undertaker was 
cool, but I didn't like him that much. No, not yeah. a big thing, you know. But something something else that I like as far as while we're going out and, and running with the team, and it kind of leads us to our to our topic today. And I'm sure at some point we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, Fourth of July coming up this week too. By the mm-hmm. way, that's going to be fun. But the reason why I love going out and still doing deals and, and kicking ass every day, and then coming in here and doing that podcast, man, is we're fresh. It's relevant. A lot of things that we're doing. It's just. It's just boots on deck, you know, and, and when I was a police officer, man, this is no disrespect either. And I don't want this to come off the wrong way. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of guys on the street can can, um, you know, somewhat relate to this. We had, you know, some phenomenal commanders, but some of those guys, you know, hadn't been in a patrol car or dealt with the community in 20 years, but they were making policy. And sometimes you're just like, fuck, man, you haven't been in a car in 20 years. Like, are, are you sure? Like. This is how you want us to operate, or are you sure this policy is isn't creating a dangerous situation for us? And it's you know, and sometimes it's hard to, to follow that lead, and you do, but sometimes it's hard, and, and and you don't think that they might have your, not that they don't have your best interest at heart, they do, but man, it's just it's hard to get those guys to to relate to what we go through currently. I never want to be that kind of leader. How you does know? that work in police world, man? Just out of my own curiosity, is there, when they're putting new policy into place, is there some board that that needs to pass through or does anyone get a vote on that? That or board that is work? called bullshit, huh? No, I'm really? kidding. No, man, it's called, it's pol- it's politics. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff with, with governors and mayors and civil service commission and, and, or the sheriff, depending on if you're, if you're with the sheriff department and not going to speak to all of that stuff. I was never like a, a higher ranking official where I could I could speak directly, but it's all chain of command. And the higher, you know, and, and just traditionally, man, sometimes, and it, a lot of it is because you have other shit to do, but the higher rank you get, the further away from the troops you get, mm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then listen, man, commanders and chiefs, are, you know, and sheriffs, they're super busy, man. I'm not, I'm not knocking any chain of command here, but the hard part is at some times, you know, those guys don't necessarily... Um, you know, talk to the guys on the street as much as they could before they make a decision, right. you know? So I've, I've always taken that with me and I've always just wanted to make sure that as a leader, that I, in some form I've got boots on deck. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking to our team and, and we're helping them with, you know, just decisions and things that we're doing, man, I want to be relevant. I don't want, you know, agents <clears throat> to look at us and like, well, yeah, that worked. I worked in your day, old man. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I want to beat the shit out of you every single month in deals. That way, there's no question as far as what's working and not work- working and what's relevant. So super important for me, man. Um, but it, it's also great because then when we come run our mouth on this podcast, I feel good about what we're saying because we do talk a lot. And by we, I mean I. You talk a little bit more now. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I appreciate your laugh. Yeah. But as much as we talk, I think we do a, a great job of just staying within our lane. And if it's not our scope, hey, and we don't know, we don't know. But I think when we're when we're in here, we, you know, on our Friday videos, you know, or on the podcast, I think, you know, man, we, we do our best to just document and talk about what works for us. And we're not telling you to do or not do anything, but merely just what's working for us, <clears throat> you know, and um, which brings us kind of to our topic, man. It's a great one today. Uh, we got a message from a fellow real estate agent, right? Uh, I'm going to leave his name out of it. Didn't ask him. Per- I'm sure he wouldn't care. I've, I've known him and his, in, in some of the, these guys since uh, for a long time. So I'm sure they wouldn't care about keep his name out of it, his company out of it. But, you know, and it was a pretty long message and is grammatically correct, which means I know he gave a shit. It's a big deal, too. <laughs> I know he gave a shit about, um, hey, fat, grammatically correct means, grammatically correct means like they spell their shit the right way and there's no emojis. I know your language was millennials you guys are like you guys could write books with emojis 
Some of us old people, we still use words. And commas. <clears throat> yes. However, comma. comma. Um, no, it was important. And he's like, hey, man, I'm trying to follow my dreams. And I, there's so much more I want to do. And I've, I've been thinking about a podcast for myself. you know, And I think I've got some good ideas or just some just some good topics, but I've been getting told no, or I've been getting told, you know, just negative. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the synopsis, man, of his, uh, matter of fact, let me see if I can, uh, since we're long form right now, why don't I just kind of dive in and see if I can't pull it up and, and just give a little bit more clip, you know, a little bit more cliff note as far as where this thing was going. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. let's see here. Let's see. The blues me, I'm learning. <laughs> and he used a phrase called silence and noise, but yeah, yeah, he says, I wanted to get your take on something, maybe an idea for future podcasts. I feel some struggle with staying focused and not letting the noise distract me. How do you silence the noise? Question mark. There's a lot of haters out there. I get it, man. There's a lot of haters out there. A lot of people telling you what you should and shouldn't do or how to do it. A lot of pretenders and a whole lot of bullshit on social media. So you were right with the title, social media. I correct myself. Some good and some productive. A lot more just BS, counterproductive. Uh, what is your take on this, and how do you two silence all that noise, stay focused, and just get shit done? There's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I hope you two get what I'm putting down. Sometimes it's hard to, to put true thoughts to words. Will, I respect you, man, and because we grew up in the same hood, respect Uh, and had many similarities with our upbringings. I value your opinion. Eli, you're pretty cool, too. (laughs) That's cool, man. No, he's a good dude. And here's the thing. We don't just take, you know, I love questions. I was reaching out yesterday to a ton of folks about questions. And, hey, if you guys ever have an opinion on, um, on, you know, our podcast or if there's any topics that you guys want us to speak on, let's do it. Mm -hmm. But it's not just, you know, we don't just take one question and, okay, we'll just answer that one question. We try to really pick a pattern where there's been a lot of questions, whether it's from our team, people around us. It's not even just questions from my direct messenger and on social media, but just questions throughout our week. We've been hearing that form of question for a little while. We even asked ourselves some of that question when when you and I were were kind of growing. We talk about that quite a bit. All the time. That's a huge point for us guys. Like, I'm glad you said the word pretenders Yeah, because there's a lot of fucking pretenders out there. When you say that word, you get get the macho man going and he's ready to talk about it. You know, like I get fucking, I get all wrestler about it. And it's true. Well, here's the deal. Fake it till you make it's bullshit. I think mm-hmm. we all know that. I can't stand people who talk about that. And I think, man, I you know, I talk about the Marine Corps a lot, but, you know, you earn every inch, period. You know, and I don't know any difference. So when I was first coming out, and, when, and again, I've said this in every podcast, when I started my Instagram, when we were first getting this thing done, I was just documenting, and I went out of my way to show everyone I was brand new and I was driving Lyft at night just to become successful, but I also knew that that would hold me accountable. And... It's just respect to my peers. It's respect to clients. It's respect to everyone of like, hey, look, man, I am who I am. And maybe I'm going to lose a couple deals early on because people know I'm new. But boy, am I going to crush on the back end when I know my shit and people respect me for the climb, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was <laughs> scratching my Sorry. nose. I was <laughs> making that pause, waiting for that handshake, right. brother. Well, let's touch on, um, I'm curious, since he started off with noise, man, let's touch on that. I, w- I want to yeah. know, what's your interpreta- interpretation of when, when he says noise? Yeah. Um, what, what does that mean to you? So Marines have a hard time listening. I'm going to say, I'm just going to go right out of the fucking gate. Okay. We're kind of cowboys. We have chips on our shoulder. 
I was talking about this with a friend last night. We kind of have some some chips on our shoulder, but people take that as arrogant, you know. And but listen, man, guys that are super proficient within the Marine Corps or or just you know any special operations commander, just infantrymen, man. When you're getting good at what you do and you're and you're training for a dangerous job. I don't know how you how you don't have somewhat of a chip on your shoulder and that confidence of like, hey man, give me the ball, I got it. Right. That's the mentality that you got to have if you're going to win in those environments, you know. And and look, man, I th- I can't remember what president. Someone was trying to get rid of the Marine Corps for a little while until and then we went to war, mm. and then they they changed yeah. their mind, you know. Yeah. And I just think for me, man, it's always been about trusting your guts. I've had a lot of experience with leadership, and I've I've had I've had a lot of time of <clears throat> um, validating my guts. Mm-hmm. So. Being, you know, being in those leadership roles super early on and then spending, you know, eight years in a, in a, you know, extreme environments with leadership and then applying that to, you know, government work, police work. I've just had so much experience with trusting my gut and watching it pan out. Um, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me to listen to people. Mm-hmm. Like I won't, I won't listen to Kate. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, shit, man. I remember st- fat. I remember when you, when we were bringing a, when we were bringing fat on. And I was talking, and she's like, "Yeah, what about this or what about that?" And I was like, "It was borderline rude, but I was like, hey, listen, I wasn't, I you know, when I was, I was explaining it, and she was asking me questions. It kind of came off not pessimistic, but questioning, questioning a little bit. Right. And I was like, listen, I'm not asking for your opinion, you know, nor am I asking for your permission, you know. Right. And and um, it sounded way less rude. I don't know if Kate's listening; she'll tell you if it sounded more rude or just as rude as that or less rude, but. The bottom line was like I knew Fat and I were onto something. I knew I was prepared for it. I knew I could afford some camera equipment and get some things going. And I also knew that the way he had been treated in freelance, some trust had to be built. So getting some of that stuff going and getting equipment, you know, it just threw some trust right away to his to his side of the court that let him knew let him know, I got you, man, and this is a real deal and let's go run it. And now now look, we're mm-hmm. sitting here in a podcast and he, and he's crushing for mm-hmm. us. But that trust had to be built, correct? Mm-hmm. So, but again, I think experience you're not going to get the ex- now i was forced in so when i was a leader in the marine corps you know and then you're in those billets look man you're expected to perform so they're shoving you into this world of trust your gut like understand what you're doing know what the right. fuck you're doing but you've got to have some intuition you got to be a thinker you're not a robot but you got to be a thinker and they were shoving you like especially in training they're shoving you into these environments forcing you to make decisions and if they wouldn't work, they're going to tell you they're not working. And if they were working, great, they're working. Keep doing great. Mm-hmm. So I think just my environment was very encouraging to be a leader, be a thinker. I didn't really have any, like, naysayers. We didn't have a choice, man. Like, you need to run that and, and be proficient. If you're proficient, great. And if you're not, let's get you out of here and get someone else in. But before I got to civilian world, where we're at now, where we have a lot of naysayers or people have opinions and but they've never done it themselves. I think I've just been prepared for it because I've I've had an I've had 15 years of experience of trust in my gut. So now yeah. when I'm in this world, I got it, right. you know, and I know who I who I respect, who I don't respect. And then it goes even one one step further. There's some guys out there that I super respect. Doesn't mean I'm going to ask them certain questions within business or family or whatever it may be, and that's not a bad thing. But Man, I trust my gut. I know, and I think I have enough self-awareness to know when I need to ask questions or ask for more. Mm-hmm. And I know when it's like a fat situation. I so got so you've got, so, so you've, you've been self-proven enough times to yourself that. To myself. Yeah, to yourself that you know, you know, kind of what your gut feeling feels like. And yep. it's been right enough times in the past where when you feel something otherwise, 
you throw a healthy dose of skepticism in there and self-awareness man self-awareness it keeps you out of trouble <clears throat> that's the one thing if you're going to walk off leash right mm -hmm. that's the one thing it's like if you don't have it if you don't have it controlled if you don't know what you're doing you got no business bringing other people around you and carrying that responsibility if you haven't figured it out so when it comes to that i think naturally i, I quiet the noise pretty good man and mm -hmm. it's not arrogant Man, I just, especially, you know, like if I've known someone for a year, if I've known someone for six months or whatever it may be, and then they have an opinion of what I'm doing, look, man, you're you're missing 30 years, uh, 34 years of my life that give that gives context into why I'm going to accomplish this mm -hmm. or gives context into, like, why I'm going to do something completely different than maybe what you're seeing right now and it's going to fucking work. Or we don't know, but right. I know how to, like, apply myself in order to do it, but... It can come off arrogant. It can come off like you're a know-it-all, and it's not. So for me, to avoid coming off like a know-it-all or avoid coming off arrogant to people that actually know me, I'm very careful with where I seek advice, and I just get after it, right. and, I, and I let the, the proof. And if, if we fail, hey, all good, man. Let's just keep reassessing and yeah. doing something different and, and you know, and working with it. And But the quiet, the noise part's been pretty easy for me lately. Um, you know, and I was also talking to a friend last night and, like, all other fellow cop friends and uh, – and um, they asked another cop about me, and they called me a good guy. But, yeah, he can be a little arrogant at times, you know. And my, and my friend asked me, like, what do you think of that? I was like, yeah, it's 100% accurate. And they're like, why? And I go, well, I never went on calls with that guy. I never did anything with that guy. Like, he knew me for, I guess, what I was or my resume coming in and said, hey, Will's never done me wrong. Never been a bad guy to me, but comes off arrogant. Like, you're right, man. Like, if you don't have, you know, but then at the same time, man, I bet I think, I, I bet I think that, toward a lot of people and it's not true. Like I only mm -hmm. have so much context even. I think when people get to know me better, when fat, I mean shit, maybe fat can speak a little bit today on quieting noise because fat was not my, fat was not my biggest cheerleader back in the day. I came off arrogant in an environment toward him a little bit and it, but it wasn't arrogant. It was a place where I was like super caring for him and I was trying to protect him with who he was right. working with. Right. But it wasn't my place to say, like he mm -hmm. didn't know me like that. So when I'm coming out, even though I knew the guys he was kind of working around, I didn't know him. I didn't know fat. So when I'm when I'm starting to say those things, it's like, hey, who the fuck are you, bro? Mm -hmm. And it's well, and it, but here's the deal. He's right. Right. He doesn't have any other reason to think differently of me. So, mm -hmm. you know, keeping your circle as far as where you seek advice super small. And I know we like to talk a lot, and that's that's something about we talked about like with goal setting, right? Like, oh, tell everybody about it because it makes it real and like true. But I think tell everybody about it because it makes it true. Like, I think that's taken out of context a little bit itself, right? I think the people that matter, you should talk to. Well, let's touch on, uh, let me stop on arrogance real quick, man, because yeah. that's, that's, again, another one of those things uh, to where seemingly it's negative, but I think used correctly and as a tool uh, and in the right environment, it can definitely be a huge positive, man. And, and Is take it you, arrogance, and take though? Your really good that's whatever such a fuck, good conversation. Whatever, I want to call it arrogance because okay. if that's what other people are calling it, let's fucking call it arrogance. Damn, you're arrogant. Fucking uh, know it all. <laughs> fucking Eli over here but, doing all this but, shit. But that's something that I've, like, honestly, like, you know, tried to nurture a little more out right. of me because I see how it can be beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you don't want it to come out of a, a place that's inauthentic because then you just come off like an asshole. Like if you're trying to act arrogant on purpose and something that you're not versed on, mm -hmm. I think that's when you just turn into an arrogant asshole. You gotta, you gotta triple down sometimes, right? Like there, there's phases of like, I got this and like, Hey, let's roll. Let's get this going. I got it. Mm -hmm. And then there's times where, you, yeah, man, be humble and, and, but I think there's phases for it. It's really hard to be all things at once, you mm -hmm. know, at least how my how my brain dissects it. And, you know, 
Like if I'm talking to mentors, I'll talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking to the Sean Toshes out there, some other mentors, man, I like to give them a ruse. I like to talk a lot of shit, but but deep down, I'm super humble. Right. And if that if that guy's got something to say, man, I'm listening, and and I'm gonna take all I can from mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, what I've come across with guys that I respect, you know how we talk about like take what you can from people, and hey, if right. someone's telling you like even if I respect someone for telling me not to do something, I won't listen to them. If I think in my gut, I got it. But here's what's crazy. The respectable men that I've, I've, I've gotten some mentorship from in my life, if they don't have the context, they don't give me the fucking answer. Right. And that's what's interesting is like, I never have to not listen to them because they're only speaking to what they feel they can speak to for right. me. And after right, that, right. it's like, hey man, get after it. Go find your own data. Go figure it the fuck out and just don't stop and process it, you know? so Because I, I think having that little bit of arrogance, having that little bit of chip on your shoulder, I think that's one of the things that it's like having blinders on for a horse to where, like, when you when you know, hey, I've got this, I'm doing good, when you're watching that guru on his sponsored Facebook post or something, I think that's where that little bit of arrogance is healthy, where it's like, hey, no, fuck this dude. I know what I'm doing. And it keeps you from getting distracted and going down those little, like, rabbit trails of, like, Oh, maybe if I sign up for this fucking program or that program or that program, when you know, hey, I'm good here and I've got this and I'm growing and I'm on a good track. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I know I'm headed there. Yeah. I think that's a good way to keep from getting distracted. I think so, too. And I also think that it gets used for marketing. I got this. I'm leading the way because a lot of people need that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and like if they don't have the answers or seeking answers, they make a lot of wrong turns before they maybe come across somebody with the right turn. You right. know, but. And social media, that's a hard place. But Fat, Fat, why don't you jump in here, man? Because I'm sure when it came to Will, right? He's already wanting to laugh. I fucking feel it. <laughs> when, you, when you come at me like that, you make me want to laugh. I want to uh, slam your shit. ass in the ring. That's my macho man, by the way. Um, I'm sure, I don't think anybody bad talked to me or said not work with me. And I've never been talked to about it. I've never been called like a bad word or mm-hmm. that guy doesn't care. Right. I'm just not for everyone, right? Um, but fa- I'm sure you can speak a little bit to this, man, because I think some of the quiet, the noise, especially in terms of social media, and I'm not dissing millennials, not at all. So don't take this out of context, but millennials are a lot more savvy, at least from what I've seen, and they're a lot more relevant on social media, and they are a lot more affected by what's on social media. Mm-hmm than some of us old cats, right? Like mm-hmm. I see shit on social media like millennials do. However, I've got so much seasoning from life, I can screen a lot of it and not let it get to me. Fat, your your age group, I think a lot of people get way more affected because they haven't built up those calluses to life yet. Yeah. And I think the social media and trying to quiet the noise is a lot harder for that generation, at least from my experience and from what I've seen. And I'm sure you can speak a little bit, man, to how you know because it's not just us man like you're an entrepreneur like you're growing you know you've grown your brand and you're kicking ass for us and you're a partner with us you're not an employee and and you're growing but i'm sure not just with you and i growing a relationship when we when we didn't start on best terms but just what you're doing now and just everything that you're tackling with us it's super abstract it's not what a lot of your friends are doing so what do you you know is is there some is there some two cents you can you can jump in here on and, and and speak to quieting the noise and the social media stuff and the just leaving naysayers where they where they should be well i just think kids my age i'd say they're just everyone wants to become somebody on social media like you got like the logan pauls summer ray they they see that and like they they want that life so i don't know they just 
there everybody everybody sees that and everybody wants that yeah so it, for example exactly. like let's like look kate's asian i got asian kids we go there sometimes are your is your mom and dad were they super fans about you being a artist we'll call it fuck no <laughs> fuck no okay you know, be doctor you know be lawyer <laughs> Dishonor. hey but it's real and here's what's fucking hilarious fat sister is a lawyer and mm. a broker oh, <laughs> bro yeah. license in colorado and florida she's a go-getter man she, but yeah. she's doing her though like i've met her i think twice yeah and she's super chill but i can also tell like look man she's comfortable in her own skin she's she's doing her thing so if you want to go to college or whatever you want to do if, it, if it's you do you but mm. your parents weren't very big fans of that correct and then you've also had some friends i think you know, just to give you some more direction on this on this um, question that are going out and, and just having fun every single weekend and maybe not necessarily focused or, or being productive and not to shit on any friends here. I'm not trying to get you in trouble here, but no, you're good. <laughs> you and I have spoken a little bit because we do. There's been weekends, man. Where we, we grind every single weekend. We grind every single day. And you have some friends like, oh, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. And you're like, bro, that's all you do. You just go out and eat like you're not about anything. You're not doing anything yet. You're building something. And is it is it that they don't know? The work that goes into it or is it just because like they they see the highlights on social media and they think that it just it just shows up or what, what do you think i don't know i think they're just comfortable you know yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kids these days don't know anything about hard work he said kids these days. kids i know and i'm sure some of them do right? i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm a kid and when i say millennial or when we're talking right now it's mm -hmm. obviously guys it's within the scope of fat's experience with his friends and whatever my experience with, with us and so when you've got your naysayers, when you've got your friends that want to go out all the time, you know, or your friends that have an opinion or your parents that are like, get a real job or whatever it is. So how do you quiet that? How do you how do you stay you stay see, focused? I I've always wanted to be the black sheep of the family. I want mm. yeah, and my friends. So you've embraced it. Yeah. Oh. So like, oh, everyone's going to school. Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing this. You know, at, at times I was like, fuck, man, like, am i going to get anywhere with my art with my 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 filming you know right yeah but i was like fuck that dude like i want to be different so you so you embrace yeah, the side right. the, i don't the side want that people are kind of looking down on you for you embrace it exactly right. i don't want to follow the norm yeah you know yeah so it's kind of in you already yes it kind of reminds me eli this is a football team just giving you that precursor i like turtles <laughs> <laughs> it's kind it kind of reminds me of the oakland raiders Right, like forever, they were just like that team getting in trouble or a lot of penalties or just fucking madmen. Right. And now they embrace it. They're like, "Yeah, we're the goddamn Oakland Raiders. Yep. We're coming to your town. You guys are gonna hate us, and we're gonna beat the shit out of you on Sunday night football." And they, but so that's a great point when it comes to like quieting the noise. In fact, I appreciate your your two cents on that, man, because mm -hmm. you know it's just interesting to see how other people are are dealing with that so that the first thing on that was how do you quiet the noise what about you yep. so my Dude, so i guess mine to review mine yeah. is um just the experience with being put into leadership billets and being expected to perform i was on a platform where i just didn't have much noise and by the time i got to civilian world and had noise i had already had enough experience of where i knew to tr when i when to trust my gut and when to roll with it and not give a shit and you're i knew proven, man you're proven right but yeah. i also know i and to this day i still know when to say i don't know and right. i need more help i've got a good gauge so that's mine is i think mm -hmm. i was just more prepared um you know for that fat his answer is just he's growing through that right now so his answer is embracing it mm -hmm. you know like what about you dude i just don't give a fuck man I am I am super you have to one up us. I am super good at like knowing what I want to do, knowing inside that it's right for me 
and just not giving a fuck if anyone thinks it's good or bad or if I'm because at the end and, and part of it's being proven as well like anything that I've done any decision that I've made maybe yeah, maybe it's had a good or a bad outcome but regardless I've always made the best out of it and I've always learned from it so yeah. I'm just not afraid and and I just don't care what people think dude like for me internally I okay know, but why not you know what I mean like I I, I hear you but I think what this guy is asking is like, how do you quiet the noise? I don't give a fuck. Okay, because but cause how? The, like, what do you? What What's your process as the, far as the only people whose opinion I care about, which would be like, people could say, don't care what your parents think. I'm extremely close to my parents. I do care what they think. Whether or sure. not I do what they say is mm -hmm. a different story. But and, and, and you probably don't share everything with them. I don't share everything with them. Um, but also like they love me. Like they're good. They We're do. Good. And your dad is a. He's awesome. Dude, your dad helps us with chill. our company. Yep. Your dad sits back and yep. counts numbers and tells us how stupid we are. Dude, I know at the end of the day, <laughs> my my wife loves me. My parents love me. Those are really the only people that, you know, and, and my son, when he gets older, he's going to know his dad's doing the right thing. And and here's the thing, too. Yeah. I, I've earned all their trust. So, like, Megan, I could come home tomorrow and have some crazy-ass fucking idea, and Megan's going to say, hey, well... We're doing all right so far. Like, so. hey, I met this guy at Panera Bread. <laughs> Big as fuck. Kind of like a vanilla gorilla. He also does real estate. That's pretty much how that went. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> yeah. all right, cool. No, I like that. So I think, you know, like, so fat, you're around us a lot. Does that, does that, so when it comes to like you doing, you know, being different than your friends, like you're, you're embracing it, right? And you're just kind of, and you don't get me wrong, just full disclosure, you were doing your thing prior to Eli and I. We did not come mm -hmm. save you. We did not come give you some dream job. You were already out there from the ground up doing your freelance, earning your keep, and had a great product. And when when Eli and I got to a place where we could we could fund that on a consistent basis, mm -hmm. you know, we asked to to you know come aboard, and we're we're a pleasure to have you. But we did not just like throw something at you. You were out there prior to us, but being around Eli and I, is there any growth there or is there any validation for you as far as like you're doing the right thing when you're around the right guys? Oh, of course. Um, after joining the team with you guys, man, you guys introduced me to so many people. I didn't even think like Sterling Ranch, for example. That's right. a, yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, that's a development we're working on. Correct. We're, that, yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so, we're I mean, on payroll with him. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's a permanent thing right now yep. and we've earned our keep there and we're doing some great stuff with you over there. But mm -hmm. I've learned so much from you guys. Um, just joining the team. I would, when I was just doing freelance, I just, I told people, oh, like, I don't know, give me however you think, like, what my worth, Whatever my worth yeah, is. Whatever yeah, whatever my worth is. Yeah. But with you guys, like, you guys taught me how to be a business person. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was encouraging. It was. And I don't think we've ever put you down. I think we, we don't try to, like, hide how good you are because we're fearful of you leaving. We fucking promote the shit out of you, and we're super, super grateful for how great you do, and as you get better, we promote that, mm -hmm. which leads me to my point, whether it's not giving a fuck, but I've got my mom and dad and my wife, and they fucking roll with me, and they got it, and then fat, you know, embracing, you know, the black sheep, but then being around us and being around a good crew, and then for me, being in an environment with the Marine Corps, being encouraged mm -hmm. to, hey, we're going to throw you off this cliff. Go make decisions. We're going to evaluate you. Do good. If we need you to do good there was no haters well there's haters everywhere but when you're training for that extreme of an environment man they really want you to be successful mm -hmm. but i think all of this man to answer this guy's question long-winded on the on the whole quieting the noise i think we've all made decisions that put us around encouraging people mm -hmm. and i think that's where it matters is like who's your audience who do you talk to every day and 
how much noise do you let in? You know, and if you're looking at this, and I don't mean to get all ideological, I'm not even a big, you know, 300 movie fan. That's some bullshit. Um, still photography back then, the six packs, whatever. Anyway, that's a Greg Plitt quote, by the way. This Rest is, in peace. Yeah, nice. Rest in peace, Greg. My, my man. Oh, I love that dude. Um, but if you were to imagine your your circle, right? Your your family, me, whatever it is, fat your circle of your because you also have friends that are super. It was not just Elena. You have good friends around you. Um, if you imagine them like Spartans around you mm-hmm. with fucking shields, how much noise is getting in? Not much. That's and point. that's my point, right? Yeah. But if you if you've got a bunch of like acquaintances, but they're not on the same page, and you haven't made the best decisions, or if it's just lack of decisions, you're raising your family and you're doing your thing, and you just haven't prioritized cleaning house and putting the right people around you well yeah you probably just have a lot more noise coming through than some of us other guys so i think the people that you have around you primarily is what blocks a lot of that noise because man somebody could talk shit on social media today fuck that podcast right Mm -hmm. i'd be like hey man appreciate you listening you know and you know and if he's like i don't like that point i disagree and i'd go hey look man i appreciate you taking the time to listen and just even having that time spent to disagree with me and mm-hmm. hey look dude we're just saying what works for us right if this isn't if this isn't for you and you got a different idea appreciate that or you're mm-hmm. an asshole or well fuck you're a know-it-all I, like i already know that guy doesn't have enough context about right. me to make that decision right. and maybe there's some pain there or there's some anger or or whatever it may be and i and you know and i, and I just feel bad for a guy like that well in in with all three of us regardless of our you know we all have different backgrounds of you know, why we've come to the places that we're at and the conclusions that we come to. But ultimately the common denominator that all three of us have, as far as quieting out the noise is faith and confidence that what we're doing is right. Yeah. It, it all kind of comes down to that. So regardless of where it comes from, if you don't have faith in what you're doing, you got to look why agreed. And yeah. here's the deal too, man. I just don't want to live the rest of my life you know, mass. I've, I think I've said this in all in all episodes, but that whole quiet men live in quiet desperation. Like I don't want to be that guy raising my family and ask. You know, as as my son Cash and my daughter get older and they want to aspire to go do dreams, and I can't speak to it because I never fucking did it. And then here I am, so scared for them to go tackle it. I'm telling them to settle. Right. Right. And right. It, this isn't about going to college or not going to college or being an entrepreneur or doing a fucking podcast. It's about doing what you feel like your calling is mm-hmm. and being the best at it and not being afraid to tackle it. And the reason why you can't be afraid to tackle it is you're going to fail. So the biggest thing about where noise, I think gets super toxic. It's not so much on the front end when they're telling you not to do it. And then you're going to go do it anyway. The second you do it for a day or for a week and it doesn't go right. Like let's use this podcast for an example. Episode one, I don't know, five people listen. But if I had naysayers around me, they'd go, yep, told you. Yep. You spent all that money getting your fucking microphones and all this and five people listened. And I'm going to hear that and I'm going to quit when really, is it about the five listeners? Like, yeah, they matter. If five people listen and they can take something from this, first of all, they matter. Secondly, who the fuck am I? I haven't earned anything to have more than that. Right. And I have to understand like shouldering a process and and seeing it out and i right. think that's where the naysayers are more dangerous because now it's like blood in the water now you've decided to jump in and you're fucking bleeding right it's early on and it's hard and you're fucking bleeding and they're swimming around like fucking sharks when really man like there's a process to it you know and 
we have we have a good a good friend of ours, and he he asked me one time like, hey, you know, he's like you're confident. I don't know if he said arrogant. It's one of the first times I ever met him, and um, and he's we're at Jing eating sushi. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Good sushi, good sushi over there, by the way. Not to be off topic, but. He said, so with your confidence and everything that you've done, are, are you that guy, man? Do you have to have the ball at the end of the game? Are you the guy that takes the last? And he's trying to put me in a box, I felt. Right. And he's like, are you the guy that takes the last shot? And I was like, yeah, man. Like, that's that's an easy answer. And he's like, what is it? Is it because you're confident and making it? And he kept thinking of, like. You want the win. The confidence. Yeah, yeah, and to yeah, shoot. Yeah. And I was like, listen, or, or man. accolades. Or, yeah. Right. And it was one of those hey, man situations, right? I'm like, hey, man. You're right. Like, that's me. That's me through and through. Give me the ball, and I'm going to take that, and I'm going to take that shot, per se, or, or that throw, or whatever it is. But it's not for what you think. It's because I can shoulder that loss, mm. right? Like, I can take the failure. I know how to handle it. And I know, like, everything I'm trying to push for in life, like, I'm if I'm staying true to my why and my calling and, and just what I'm built from, I expect some of those losses. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I expect it to be hard. I expect losses. And, again, man, it, it's just from from – police work and, and military and just earning your keep and understanding like how hard you got to work at something you know, like some of the schools that I went through man I, if I graduated high shooter out of some of those schools mm-hmm. and look man the the amount of work you got to put into something like that to achieve that is incredible because there's other good guys around you mm-hmm. you know and so when we start stuff like this or we're doing the entrepreneur stuff with real estate and, and crushing I expected some losses, I but I also know like, hey, these are going to be lessons learned, and I fucking need them. I gotta have them. Like they're, they suck right now, but they're going to help me build where I need to be, and I gotta have those fucking lessons learned. So you know, to to kind of cap this whole noise thing, it's not just when you start, but it's how true are you to your why or yourself? And I don't mean why feels philosophical, like oh, helping people, and hey, maybe that's it. And I'm not trying to water that kind of shit down. But at the same time, maybe your why is simply, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, I don't know who I want to be or where I want to go. All I know is this fucking cubicle needs to go. Dude, there's going to be so many people where you just made their day with that statement. Yeah. I mean, because the first thing you hear from everybody is, what's your why? What's your why? If your why doesn't Influence. make you, if your why doesn't make you cry, then it's not your why. And dude, that's something I've That's a good with rhyme. A they use that catchy they shit, do, don't man. they? man. And that's something where I've been like, I just want to fucking make money and not hate life. Here's my deal. Well, but it it grows over time. It's gonna it, it evolves, right? but that's kind of where it starts for a lot of people. How about knowing who you don't want to be? Maybe yeah. starting there. You know, like why do you have to know like your why and what you're all about and what your what your forever is going to be? Maybe you're just like, dude, this cubicle. I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind if mm-hmm. I see this one more day. Right. Right. Or maybe it's not the because I'm not I'm not crapping on people that are in corporate America. There's a lot of phenomenal mm-hmm. jobs there, and if people enjoy that, dude, you're happy. That's awesome. Yes. But there's some people, even in our world, like this gentleman that asked this question, he's in real estate, but he's getting like, now that we're getting more modern and there's, you know, internet and different ways to market, like he's wanting to step out and be more modern and be tip of the edge. And there's people that are kicking him for it because they've done real estate for 30 years and they're doing their fucking mailers Mm -hmm. and they're knocking on fucking doors or they're walking through an open house or like, and he's wanting to change some things up and he's got a great idea for himself, but people are telling him, no, here's the deal. If you got to go be normal or average or like everyone else for one more day, would you lose your goddamn mind? And if your answer is yes, great. Just go turn this stone. It doesn't mean that you have to like know who you're going to be forever Mm -hmm. and know what your why is forever. Just know what you're not. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, man, I'm not these other guys, these other women, like, okay, that's a great fucking starting point. Like, 
knowing your why forever. Listen, right. man, that's some that's some enlightened Buddha shit. Mm-hmm. I'm 34. I got a good grasp on who I am. I got a lot of damn growing to do. And like right now, my influence, like my why per se is if I'm not taking my experiences that I've had and making people better with them, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But is that a why? I think it's a mission. I think it's a mission statement. Hey, yeah. take every experience you've had and going through the military and being in law enforcement. I have a lot of experiences that can alienate me from society. And you guys don't know what I've been through. And this is a different world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. True. But a lot of it applies, man. And there's a lot of kick-ass people in civilian world that are sharp, that are smart, that are well-rounded that I am learning from. And if I don't give some of that to them to make them better, then everything that I've ever been through means fucking nothing. It's good for nothing. But I don't know if that's a why. So then what's the why? Influence? Well, that's fucking vague. Right? Like, great. I mean, maybe. It's vague. But, but dude, like. But again, not to cut you off, apologies. But my statement here is like, I'm not judging myself to like have this super important why. I'm not. And I'm also not going to get cliche and pretend like I know it all and all this stuff. All, all The only place that I'm at at 34 years old, again, is I got a ton of experience with some cool shit and some, and some difficult shit. But if I don't take those lessons and that perspective to civilian world and make people better, then all of those experiences mean nothing because I'm no longer in that world. I'm in civilian world. So mm-hmm. I, I make no one better. It means nothing. But here's what's crazy. I started with that, but then I learned a ton of awesome people. Mm-hmm. I, I learn them, I meet them, and now they give me stuff to take back. Right. We've got some awesome people we've met. They're not veterans, and it's almost good that they're not because I'm getting some great stuff from them. So for me, the concept that I've grasped at 34 is that, is take as much as you can with what you can speak on and give it to as many people as possible. And then if you're fortunate, they're going to give you something back, mm-hmm. and I'm fucking happy right there. Being brilliant at the basics, like I've got that one concept – I feel like I have a great grasp on that, and it's just one pillar, man. It's just one thing, but it motivates the shit out of me. It gives me perspective, and it carries me for a long time. Is that my why? I think it probably coincides with a why. Dude, you were but fuck, you, man. You worded that really well, man, and and I'm glad we're talking about this because I think this is one of the most overmarketed terms out there, and I think this is also one of the bi- biggest excuses and holdups for people who aren't where they marketed, want to go. I like that, dude. A lot of people are waiting to find their why before they dive into anything because Dude. they think they need the why because that's what everyone fucking can preaches. I cu- can I cut please. you off and speak I'm on sure this? sure it's something good, please. <laughs> and, speak, and speak on this yeah. too because you and I own our team together. Um, but we've had people, like we're, we crushed out of the gate with our team and we're still crushing and we have a different type of culture yeah. and we have a, and our team, man, our team is loyal. Our team, I swear to God, man, we've got some great folks there where, they're a little spunky. Mm-hmm. And some of them got these little attitudes, but they're loyal. I feel like our Fuck, team is like anchor man. <laughs> look at us. No, I know. Look at you and I. But I die for you, right? Yeah, like yeah. I feel like our team could be on Anchorman. Oh, we'd be in the like, alley what, meeting like, up with Keller Williams or some bullshit, <laughs> dude. dude. Listen, yeah. we'd fuck them up. Don't be silly. No disrespect to Keller Williams. We'll little fuck bit, you guys little up. A little bit. We're throwing, we're, throwing a little, we're throwing a little spice in I love there. Goes, no disrespect. Dude. We'll fuck you guys Listen, up. Listen, man. Like when we're in the down, most respectful way possible. Yeah, like we're getting ready to go do some more photos. We're going to go down to the milk market. Any any other team gangs want to fight meet us in the play yard you know but we're gonna go downtown and i just imagine like we're in the milk market right all that bougie milk market alley and we're taking photos but like some other team was like 
We're they're taking first. photos down there. They're taking right, headshots. Right, right. Oh, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you're about to take some headshots. Yep. You don't know who you're <laughs> fucking with right now, right? And we just come out and like, Shit. Alicia has her brass knuckles and a butterfly knife Hell and like, yeah, shit gets dude. crazy. And then they're yeah. back at the office. And what was he like? He's like, uh, so-and-so had a trident or whatever he had. <laughs> Hilarious. But dude, I love it, man. Sweet. And I know they'd fight for each other. And obviously we don't yeah. have to. We're, we're, in a, we're in a great position and we're all super you know, respectable mm-hmm. people and, and all that good stuff. But Back to the point, we've had some people in real estate, right? Like when we're being successful, people are asking us questions. They ask like, hey, what are your guys' core values? Hey, so what's your team? Why? What's your team core value? And I can tell they're reading it right out of a fucking book. Right. And I've told them, I don't know. And they go, what? And I say, listen, man, I don't know. We're young. Okay, like if you're building a culture, you got to kind of see how that culture forms. Like it's not just about you and I. What it was about was... Who's drawn to us? Who wants to come do some cool things and, and be better and, and and kind of like allow us to take the lead and and teach a lot of stuff? But we were young enough, man. Like Alicia with, with doing, you know, with kicking ass in the Hispanic community, she brings a lot of texture and a lot of perspective from that world that we can't. Mm-hmm. So is she an influence on our culture with our team? Mm-hmm. You're damn right, right. But I don't think when you're starting off that you have to like. Don't get me wrong, man. You know, integrity and honesty. I think those are expectations, man. Like I know. Yeah, you know, that they, they be, sound great as core values, but listen, no. man, be a good fucking person. If you're a liar, you're fucking gone. If you're lazy, you're fucking gone. If you don't have any integrity to the team or anything else, you're gone. If you're if you're expecting everybody else to do your fucking job, you're gone. If you're not going to be coachable and 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 try the way that we want you, we want you to try, respect to that. You're not fucking gone. You're mm-hmm. just. I think you should go somewhere else to get better training. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those core values, per se, dude, that's like, that should come be on, par, man. man. That should be par. And I'm deeper. Like, when you talk to the Marine Corps about honor and courage and commitment, and, dude, when you learn Marine Corps history and you're going through boot camp at a basic level, those fucking things and some of these war heroes that had honor and courage and commitment to the bone and died for a cause, those core values go so deep. And for me, I'm like, how do you expect that to happen before you've had one person come to your team? I think you got to bloom. I think you got to grow. I think you got to be that sunflower and, and be and okay. Yeah. Be okay saying, I don't know what our core values are yet. But here's what's fun. Our core, our core group that came on first, yeah. they get to help influence what our core values are. Mm-hmm. So now you're giving the identity back to the team. Mm-hmm. That's how you fucking build. Culture, right? And, man. It's culture. But we're not afraid to go, no, we don't have core values. Like, you know, we have, don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. How about that? Can we... You know, can we start there? I think that's a Genesis great start. Genesis home point. team. Don't, don't be a piece of shit. Don't be a piece of shit. I like it. Oh, <laughs> get me going on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> you know? No, but it, it's true, man. So those are super, super, super important pieces. Yeah. And I'm not sure where I was going with that And, and when when we're talking about this guy's question. Yeah, but, dude, core values, staying focused yeah. on your North Star. Like, what's your why? All that bullshit. So, like... <laughs> God damn. But here, okay, that's where we're getting at, like with your why and like everything. Like, for example, I'm gonna use you for example. You talk about getting up at like 4 30 in the morning to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling somebody, hey, dude, I've been doing that for like seven years and it still sucks. Every fucking day. 
Right. And you don't see one Instagram post about it. You don't see any bullshit. No, like but that. even if you did, respect. But you don't. But here's the honest feeling behind it. Like, dude, it just sucks, okay? I just yep. but I do it. Just it. Sucks. It's in me. Right. I don't think you always have to have this epiphany of like I'm starting something new. I'm going as an endeavor and like dude, okay, I'm gonna write down my that's my what why people are waiting for and my core values. Right. And right as I'm writing that, that North Star comes <laughs> right over my house and I see the shooting stars and Oh shit. Oh, you feel that? That gets me fucking going uh, i don't think that fucking no, happens dude, man think, i think you're fuck i yeah. think you're either similar to me where you're in an environment that encourage it and needs fucking leaders and they throw you into it if you're a good leader hey here's more opportunity we're gonna judge the fuck out of you but in a good way mm -hmm. we need you proficient if you're great at it they let you roll they encourage that in the marine corps small unit leadership man it's super important mm -hmm. that's how you win wars bottom mm -hmm. line basic infantry fundamentals Small unit leaders, man. Sergeants on down win wars, bottom line. And they know that, and they're fucking good at it. Mm -hmm. You either have that, or you're like you and you're like you, you're like you and like facts. I think like I don't give a fuck and embracing the black sheep because I just, I want to do my thing. And I don't give a fuck what people think, so I embrace it. I think you got to have that. But it's not romantic, and I don't mm -hmm. think it has to be romantic. I think at some point you're tired, and you're like, look, man, I know what I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not fucking white bread yep. or whatever whatever yep. the common is. Yep. And and you just want to get fucking going. And dude, I respect that. And I especially like younger guys like Fat and they're out there doing their thing. I'm like, I was talking to this old guy in the sauna. He was talking to me and we we're having a good time. And he knows I sell houses, by the way. Check that box. But he um he's like, You've done all that at 34. And I'm like, Yeah, I have, man. And he's like, Good for you. Yeah. You know, and I'm and he's like, How do you feel? I'm like, dude, I'm still young. The stuff that you can accomplish in your 20s, and I have this saying that I <clears throat> I use. I don't think I got it from anyone, but I don't want to quote myself. That's a little arrogant. That is a little arrogant to think that you were the first one to say something. But I love telling people to go fuck some shit up. Hey, look, man, have a great time. Go fuck some things up. Make some mistakes. Like, Not like delinquency, not like breaking law or whatever, but like, hey, go figure this thing out. Yep. Go figure whatever's in your head yep. right now. Go figure it out. Fuck some shit up. Have a good time with it. You know, like... It's important, but I also think it's a process of elimination. Finding out things that you don't want to do is just as important as yes. finding that one thing that you do. I think that process of elimination is important. And so whether it's a podcast, like this gentleman is interested in doing a podcast, maybe he starts it and he fucking hates it. Mm -hmm. Good. You turn that stone. You never have to wonder what, how, you know, what yep. would have been, what could have yep. been some R&B romantic sad song. Yep. You never have to worry about it or you love it or you love it and it's a side gig but it leads to something else and you open that door i think that's okay too so i think whether it's a success or it's not a success the only thing that you ever have to judge yourself on is how much work you put into it because mm -hmm. the last thing that you want to happen especially in our world is okay do i suck at that and did it not work or did it not work because it just wasn't right or because i didn't give it the fucking time that it, it was that was merit that's something that'll keep you up at night so I think to answer his question on that, like if you're gonna, if you're gonna go after it, if you're gonna do it, fucking do it, and you don't have a choice but to just not listen to naysayers, but have some time in your life, like just in, in, like Fat says, just embrace, not listening to him, just like man, I don't give a fuck, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. and roll with it. However, comma, have a fucking plan. Yes, like don't just yep. go out there like blind and start going rogue and holding nope. up fucking signs on two twenty five and Parker Road, funding your podcast, like especially if you have a family or whatever you're doing, but have, you gotta have, 
at least some framework mm-hmm. as and far as and do some research. Talk to guys that do podcasts. Just Talk about to guys that, that are that, sex, successful, right? Like, yeah, do some research. Make sure you've got some framework, right? It's just about to say that, man. That's one of the things that uh, has helped me a ton. It's also uh, hindered me in a sense, and I've gotten a lot better at um, not over-researching and that paralysis by analysis that you talk about. But um, what you don't want to do is you know, jump into something without doing some sort of due diligence, without having some sort of value to bring to others that you're going to be around. I had a little rule with myself whenever I was trying some new endeavor that um, you know, particularly when I started learning to flip homes and I wasn't licensed at the time. So I was coming from a straight up zero real estate background, knowing nobody in real estate to flipping homes. But, you know, my thing was, um, my rule that I made for myself when it comes down to learning and researching is, you know, learn enough about something to be able to have a conversation with somebody about it. Once you've got that baseline, okay, I can kind of have a conversation about this. Now, get out there, start networking with people, start putting yourselves around people. Because the last thing you want to do is go ask some stupid shit to some people who have better things to be doing with their time. Mm-hmm. When they're like, hey, dude, that's a Google. Like, you can literally just Google that answer. I yeah. fucking hate when people don't Google shit. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. And you got to be, you know, when we talk about successful people and, and maybe people that are in that world. This ties into pretenders. Yes. Ooh. Let's talk about that. Okay. I'm pretenders got- and successful in quotes people. Yes. And so I'm going to let you kind of start with pretenders, man. I'm And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, just full disclosure here. I'm going through some of his, his um, yeah, he talked about social media, talked about pretenders. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about pretenders. Dude, there's a ton of them. And, and again, I think this is what's helped me kind of pick out a pretender be able to so spot before we go that far yeah. let's what is a pretender like let's define that just so we're someone on their fucking yacht clear. selling their 99 dollars ebook about oh, how shit. to you know create this passive income where you too can make money on your on your yacht. all right let's go more you're right there's a couple of those a ton of those i get that let's go more let's try to localize it okay because i think some of those guys actually make a little money they made money in a not so good way. Or someone's paying them money to act like they make money. You know what those people are doing? They're getting a bunch of friends together, three, yeah. four, five friends. They're maxing out their credit cards. Mm-hmm. They're taking those credit cards or renting a yacht and a to photographer for a day. They're all going out there and all getting their own content and selling their own fucking shit. And yeah. it all looks like this one big party. Yeah. And then they're hoping to sell enough ebooks to hopefully cover, cover their it. credit card. And I wonder if there's like some big guys out there that angel invest in millennials to go look like they're having a fucking great time. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, there's probably marketing well, companies lo- that do that. Let's localize it too. Because mm-hmm. I, I, and something about this podcast, right? We're on, ep- what do you want? Episode four? four? Yep. We're on episode four. We're not a big deal. But even if we ever become a big deal per se, right? Quote, quote hands. Um, I love keeping stuff as relevant mm-hmm. to our audience as possible. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about real estate. Mm-hmm. or um or anything else but what about people like let's let's kind of like relate this to denver sure a little bit because i think it coincides with other cities as well or it relates to other cities excuse me not not coincides um people that aren't making money but are acting like it which in is, fact which is most people how do you how do you feel pretenders is that a fair way to say it people that are maybe looking like they're a bigger deal than they are it's pretty funny <laughs> It's sad. It's sad. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> right. No, I, but is that a fair way to say it? Yeah. You have a different take on it or is it, we can run with that? It's however you say it, dude. Right. Well, I appreciate that. Look at that. He's, that's a safe, <laughs> it's a politically correct right. fucking answer. Huh? <laughs> I think it's that. So, man, I don't know where you win when, when it was, especially with social media. 
Somebody's got to know you're fucking dude, fake. Short term, I think you win a lot. You see this a lot with Where? contractor, dude. With with any, yeah. Give look some at, examples. Look at any, look at it. Okay, a contractor. Okay, right? a contractor. You you need someone to come remodel your home. Okay, you get some fucking guy over there, and he's you know talking all this big talk and all these jobs that he's done. He's showing you photos of jobs that he's done right you don't know anything about where this but how do you not you know what do you have to go off of and not trust him like that's that's a, interesting so you see that in addition to the social media people in addition to real estate brokers you now that's that a little you're industry. right now that's super local like super. the whole because it's like it's b2b but what about let's correlate it to social media because i think the contractor stuff okay. like here's my photos and they're going and trying to fix and flip houses i think that's direct to consumer yep right or b2b you're talking to a realtor so, so for, if you guys don't know b2b it's like sales to sales kind of thing business um, to business right? business to business yep. right so let's talk about how it is on social media in the fit like in the fitness world in the real estate world a marketing agency a supplement company what about an agent that fitness you see pretending to be a bigger deal than yep. they are agents that do that all the goddamn time and they then you do. pull their deals on the mls and you're like oh you've done two deals well but that's, that's not nice. entirely accurate like i do over half of my deals aren't even on there but if it says two, then, well, yeah. Then you did four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but mine, mine's definitely not that. But I don't, I don't do a lot on the MLS. Dude, either. and I'll see a lot. Like I saw this one. I think I sent you a screenshot. This is a few months ago. Denver's top real estate agents. Ooh. I don't know where the fuck they're getting that from. I pulled their number. It was a husband and wife team. They had done one fucking deal, dude. I, I have a hard time with marketing becoming dishonest. Mm -hmm. Like you can. You could, oh, well, it's subjective. Oh, we're Denver's top real estate agents because your mom says so mm -hmm. or because someone has an opinion. I feel like unless you're quoting like, um, you know, Forbes. Yeah, unless you're quoting an actual like yeah. an actual like something publication, yeah. then you'd be a liar. Right. Right. But if right. you're just saying it like I feel like they get away with it because it's subjective mm -hmm. and that's and not, who's going to check. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think people, and this is what I mean when you say like, ah, I think they're successful early on, but it goes away. I don't think so. I think from the get-go, like nobody calls you out per se, right? right? Because we all got our own, like, look, we don't give a fuck. Not in a bad way. We don't give a fuck because we got our own shit going on. It, we got other right. shit to do during the day. We see you on a magazine cover that's local. You paid for a photo shoot. You paid to be on a cover. All of us in the industry, we know. Dude, we do, but we don't matter because we're not the one buying homes. I think you're <laughs> underestimating how much the general public, okay. they they look at those things and they're like, okay, these people. People, people look at those magazines? Or they at least see it on their social and they don't know it's a okay. fake magazine. That's and they're like, for wow, that. these guys are legit. A magazine posted a thing about them. Let's be so, accurate. It's not a fake magazine. And, the, and right. we're shooting from the hip right now. It's not just magazines. Yeah. We're, we're, and we're not calling anybody out specifically. I don't I don't have anybody in my role that's that's that I know directly that's that. But it's a real magazine. But it's, it's published and paid by people that go pay for that photo shoot. And then they pay to yes. be on the cover. And then... And, and right, we all in the in the real estate world, we all laugh at each other for it. And it's dorky or it's corny, but then they throw that copy of that magazine cover on their social media, and then pe mm -hmm. the general public sees that. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Short term, I think a lot of these people do win, and I think that's what's so appealing about it. Because that contractor that shows right. the fake photos of his jobs, he's gonna get Is the that job. Real? People Dude, will do that. Why not? They're going to get the job. No, I'm they're not saying yeah. why not. I, just, they're gonna I know get, you come from that world. I'm intrigued. They're going to get half payment up front, and then yeah. they fucking peace out. Or they start doing the job, and then they Figured trick out. another guy, and then they peace out, 
because I got hired on a different job for a higher amount. Yeah. And there's no accountability. So short term, I think these guys get some base hits, which makes it appealing to the masses of, hey, I should fucking do that. Do you but think then, that apply do you think that any of that applies to the fake it till you make it process? Yeah. Fake it till you yeah. make it. Like fake it till you get a couple of these deals going and you get a couple deals going, you got some money rolling through, and you're like, okay, I got some money. All right, YouTube this bathroom. <laughs> How do I get it done? You get it, and you just kind of roll with it. See, but now you're that's money. that's you're learning on a customer, which see, is not cool. Well, you know, it's not cool, but I think they're done correctly. Like, here's the thing: the caveat is you have to know what you're actually doing. Because, right. like for me, when I went and did my first wholesale deal, I couldn't tell that home seller like hey this is my fir very first deal and i've never done one before i'm glad you brought that up because I, I understand that too nobody's out there you know shouting at the top mm -hmm. of the mountains that this is my first deal and as much as it is unless it's like friends or family that are happy to give you the first deal you're right you don't go around marketing that but, but you got to be proficient and, and here's the thing so like but the, marketing fake photos yes or marketing that you're denver's number one colorado agent that's team. a straight up line it's just super, it's it's very deceitful. And, and right? here's the thing, like you have to make sure that you can actually do what you say you're gonna do. So when I did that first off-market deal and I shook that guy's hand at, hey, I can close in seven days, you bet your ass I was gonna close in seven days. Right. When I said, I have a cash buyer for you, I had a cash buyer for him. And that's where the honesty comes in. Right. So <clears throat> you don't have to volunteer information that you're, you're new mm -hmm. or you're brand new, but wearing black on black on black, standing on some steps you know no know what you're able know what you're able to do or be able to figure it the fuck out i and i kind of wish there was a little bit more honesty with all this stuff too man because there's been people that are around a lot longer than me but mm -hmm. something that i fell back on especially when i first started was what am i good at so what have i done prior to real estate that i have excelled at that i can use into real estate mm -hmm. and a lot of it was managing me people's emotions and Look, man, when I was a cop, that was a big deal. I've told that story all the time, man. You walk up on a car accident and somebody's super shook up, right? You're going to handle that with care. It's going to be, hey, you know, hey, I'm Officer Grimes. You've been in a car accident. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. They can hear you. Okay, great. Hey, listen, you're responsive. Listen, you're okay. You know, you're, and, and just trying to explain that situation and, and just going through like, um, you know, like if you got to pull them out of the car, but the damn door stuck. Hey, Eli, listen, I know you're shook up, man, and but you can hear me. That's great. And it looks like... It looks like you're okay, but we got to be super safe. So here's what's going to happen, man. We can't get your door open. This thing called the Jaws of Life is going to come pull your door off. And listen, it's super loud. It's super big, but it doesn't mean that it, this thing is worse than it is. I just right. need you to stay calm. Don't move while they're using this so we don't make anything worse. And then, hey, man, you look like you're fine. We're going to put this neck brace on to make sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And hey, when you get in the ambulance, I'm going to go to the hospital with you. And just laying out. <clears throat> that, hey, you're okay, you know, or you're at least okay as much as I can tell, and you're responsive, and that's great. Mm -hmm. And then getting it, and then just kind of like getting you through each step. Or maybe you're not okay. Hey, listen, your leg looks like it might be broke, but you're going to be okay. We got to get you out. It's just being honest about a situation, right. but then also painting that future. Managing people's emotions like that is is very similar to what you and I go through with buyers. And inspection objections and, and married couples and disagreements and a lot of stuff. And it's just planning for the future, right? So when we're going through that buyer prison and talking about every single step that's coming that's coming up and why it's important to talk about it when they're not emotional or a seller and they've got other financial obligations going on and they're looking for, you know, for the buy and whatever it may be and then managing that process. So it wasn't even knowing a lot of the commercial market for me. It was 
managing people's emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I was new, I fell back to, man, what am I good at that can that can somehow relate to real estate? Does that make sense? And dude, that comes down to just trying yeah. enough things, kind of like we talked about before. Like you, you're self-proven, you're battle tested, literally and figuratively. Um, but but just trying enough things to be able to have that confidence, say, hey, I've been here before. It wasn't exactly in the same field or arena, but I've been here before. I felt this before and I came out all right. Fundamentals. I'm going to come out all right here too. Fundamentals are super important, man, mm -hmm. because there are a lot of fundamentals with relationships that apply, you know, so big points, you mm -hmm. know, so the fake it till you make it, man. I think if people do get some wins off of that, it's, it's short lived, you it know, is. and is. I wish some industries wouldn't entertain that as much. I yeah. wish it didn't. You know, yeah, well, and, and how else do you get a magazine to sell right now? Yeah, no shit. Magazines are still around. Well, dude, and, and the funny part about that is a lot of the people that are still doing that stuff are people that have already made it in a sense, Some you know? Yeah, yeah, but it's like they just fall back into that thing and feeling like they need to prove something to somebody still. Or some of you don't even know. I was in the car one day with, with Eli, and I'm like, somebody had messaged me, and they're like, yeah, hey, I, I, no we, I nominated you guys for this thing. I was like, hey, man, that's cool. Appreciate that. And Eli, fucking pessimistic Eli, he's like, nominated us for what? And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this thing. He goes, bro. It's a photo shoot for a magazine. You're going to pay for the cover? Yeah. Like, she didn't nominate you. They need buyers to go buy. And I was like, right. oh, what up? And I was like, oh, yeah. you got to turn me down on Monday. That's that distraction, though. Going. Here's something I've learned from you, man, and I think <laughs> I think this should be a good topic, too. But before go you start ahead. that topic, okay. I think some of it is naiveness, too. Like, I just, I was like, oh, hey, she nominated me. Like, I appreciate yep. that, man. Yep. If I'd have gotten a phone call to go down there, I'd have done the whole thing. Thinking it's cool and appreciate the support until they ask me to pay for the fucking you a photos. Nine hundred dollar invoice at the end, bro. Ooh, and that would have got me oh, going shit. on a Monday, and that would have made me whoop some ass. <laughs> that would have, <laughs> <Ooh>. oh, dude. <laughs> that dude, I'd have been pissed. You're right. So you called it, but some of it is like maybe just a little bit of naive, or you think because you don't know any better, you're not around certain people. Like you think you have to fake it so you make it, and you don't. So something that I, I try and take from you, man, that I that I see from you, and I, I'm curious where it came from. I'm assuming police world, but- Came from deep in my but, bones. But have, having, having some healthy skepticism. Ooh, and I don't mean skepticism that. as in pessimism to where you're fucking doubting everything about everybody and you can't yeah. trust, but- you know, when, when someone's pitching you something or someone's telling you something or, hey, this is going to happen and this is why. Yeah. Kind of see that look in your eye and your eyebrow goes up a little, chin goes up a little. And you're like, hmm, mm. what's going on here? <laughs> I think, dude, that can help. I think that can help a ton of people. You got to balance it. Eli's a cop. People fucking lie to me. Right. When I show up, look, man, I'm not, I'm not there for a quinceanera. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if I am, it's because they need to turn the music down. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh <laughs> Not my choice. I like the music. Um, but yeah, it's just questioning people's motive. Mm -hmm. However, motive can be healthy. You can be all about, you can have the best of intentions. I just question it first. And I think Why? that's good for people, man. I don't think people As long as it doesn't questions. get out of hand. As long right. as you don't start treating everybody, you know, like everybody's a piece of shit. And right. that's something like, especially getting out of the cop world, and I'm like checking, looking at people's hands and questioning, like you got to, you got to tone it down a bit and just instead of like, why are they pitching this? Why are they, you know, it's got to be like, hmm, I wonder what, all right, what's going on here? Right. And, and again, a lot of people have pure intention, you know, and then a lot of people have great intention. Like they really think that magazine's great and they really want me to be on it, but it's this. So it's not even that people have terrible intentions either. It just, it might not be for you. Um, or they're not even necessarily aware of like the collateral damage or 
they might just think like, yeah, man, you pay for that. And that's just how that goes. But you're right. It's, it's good to just question why people are around you. It's good to question why people are offering you something, especially early on, man. We got some encouragement from, you know, from people in the past. I was talking about one today. Mm-hmm. This guy was telling us how great we were. And he's like, by the way, do this. I'll buy you dinner. And hey, good to see you guys. And I'm like, he's like, good to see you rolling. And he's like, almost like he's talk- not talking down to us, but like he's so much further than us. And I knew you could do it, kiddo kind of thing. By the way, buy my fucking business cards. Fuck, yeah. man. Oh, and shit. and I let it go. But what I really yeah. want to say is like, dude, I barely know you. And when I have been around you, you're overly friendly. Yeah. I could be a piece of shit. Like, why are you so nice to me so quick? Yeah. And you don't have, I don't expect that. Yeah. And if you're not that nice to me right away, like that's not a problem either. You right. can be super civil and get to know people over time before letting them in. Mm-hmm. And inviting your advice Mm -hmm. so like when you and i give advice and it's within the scope i think we can talk about it's on platforms like this you're never going to see me send a message out and tell someone what to do right and you know what i did that one time on accident Mm -hmm. i'm giving a shout out our boys uh long cut long cut i got a buddy itunes check them out they're awesome yeah you want to talk about different they're like hillbilly rap Mm -hmm. good shit i was in the marine corps with one of them uh, we were instructors together and didn't deploy together, just instructors together. And I was so excited for him. I hadn't talked to him in about a year, year and a half, and he thought I blew him off. He mm. he was living in Denver and, and was dating a girl that was doing some bodybuilding stuff. I think dating a girl. She might have been a friend. If I'm misquoting, I apologize. Um, but I think he was dating a girl who was doing fitness, and he kept trying to get a hold of me a couple times when I was with with the fitness company that yeah. I was that I was building. Um, well, I w- it wasn't mine. I was helping build it, and um. I gaffed him off not on purpose, but I hadn't responded mm-hmm. to a couple messages. I saw him at a show. I was leaving in a hurry. He's like, hey, bro, what's up? And I was like, bro, what up? And just walked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not how Marines treat mm-hmm. each other, bro. That's right, some right, bullshit. Right. You better fucking hug your brother, man. Yeah. Tell him what's up. Give him some encouragement. Well, I kind of gaffed this guy off. And then I hear his music on like Facebook or, or whatnot. Like he was um, he was doing some country music and up in like SS Park and kind of do this thing. But then, and I remember him, man. He was a great rapper in the mm-hmm. Marine Corps. We'd be instructors all night training he'd start rapping making fun of someone usually me or whoever like <laughs> but it's fucking good bro yeah. so it's really hard kind of like jujitsu when a, a guy can whoop everybody's ass he's just cool okay yep, like yep, and you're yep. not gonna say shit because he's gonna whoop your ass yeah you can't say much to a friend that's got bars right and he'll rap and just say some funny ass shit that's true and it like rhymes <laughs> With Grimes and yeah, whatever, yeah, dude, yeah. it'll fucking get you. But I, here's the deal. I kind of blew him off and we hadn't talked in a long time. Here's what I'm getting at. Even though he was a brother, even though I'd known him for a long time, we hadn't spoken in a long time. And then when I hear his music, I'm so excited. But then I start, I start giving ideas. I was like, bro, this is so awesome. You should be doing this, by the way, man. Like, I'm sure you're busy on the road, but man, you should get back into fitness. Yeah. You, hey, hit the gym and this and next. I'm thinking like, man, like you guys got these bars and good looking dudes, but what if you were shredded? And of course, right, right, I'm right. thinking that because I'm a fucking idiot and I'm in fucking fitness. So and of course, like, dude, you my bro, off. my bro, I'm like thinking of his abs and oh, dude, you got to get these guns like shirts off, fucking rapping in your, you know, and I, but it, I came from a good place yeah. out, you know. But again, it wasn't my place to go giving ideas, even yeah. though he's my brother, dude. I hadn't spoken to him in a couple of years, though. Maybe a year and a half, year, maybe a year to a year and a half. And the last time I did see him, I kind of blew him off. 
and no, I didn't get the hey, bro, you kind of blew me off. I got the Grimes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what I got. Grimes, yeah. shut the fuck up. Uh, like you got no idea what I'm doing. I don't give a fuck about what my arms look like. Yep, yep, yep. And I was like, you're right, man. Okay. <laughs> no, right. You're right. And then he kept traveling or whatnot. I think we spoke maybe six months later. I just, I just said, hey, dude, call me. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to hear your bullshit. Straight up. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to hear your bullshit. I go, I know. I just wanted to call so I can say I'm sorry. Oh, that's cool. And the message was, you better not fucking talk to me for 20 minutes. It better not be a 20 minute. I'm sorry. I'm cliff noting it, but that's I'm serious. Awesome. He's like, yeah. it, it better be this. Don't fucking I'm sorry, but anything. Yep. So he fucking calls me. We're at a, we're helping a, a agent with one of their videos and shit. And, and he fucking calls me and he goes, and, I, and um, he's like, and I said, hello. And he's like, what's up, man? And I go, I'm sorry. And it was just silent. And he goes, oh, man, I can't fucking stay mad at you. Uh, All right, man. <laughs> hey, look, I appreciate that you said right. sorry. And then you just shut the fuck up and yeah. didn't try to give me any ideas. And I was like, listen, man, I'm an idea guy and I'm excited. And listen, dude, I was just excited for you, but I didn't really pay attention to how much I blew you off. It's not my place to give you ideas. And that's not my place as a brother. Mm. Like, I should have identified with blowing you off. And I'm like, dude, I really appreciate you calling me out. And now we chit-chat, and he's rapping, and he'll, he'll ask me what I think of stuff. And it's fucking cool. And that's what I love about Marines, too, man, like with brothers. You know, like um, like my boy runs Bastards out in uh, California, Manny. Mm -hmm. You're going to meet him. You're going to get fucked up. You think you, little, you like your little <laughs> he seems weed? He's like a cool dude, Bro, man. he's awesome. But listen, man, I've made mistakes with him before, too. And that guy's never, never... Um, let me down, whatever. But at the same time, he expected me to make right on my wrongs, right? Like mm -hmm. if you make a mistake, like your brother's got you, but here's the deal. You better fix it. There is no, and I think it's kind of in the civilian world sometimes, you say you're sorry and you think it's over. Oh, it ain't over. Mm -hmm. You got to fucking make right on that and make sure that you 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 prove them right by right. still sticking by your side. And, right. And dude, they're they're running those, that, those bastards canteens in California. They're crushing, dude, but they're good men. You know, and but again, like going back to this, these, these are fucking brothers that I'm talking about, okay, that I've known for a long time, and I still don't go just throwing fucking ideas out there. And what I love about the Marine Corps is they'll say, Grimes, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. It's not your place. I mm -hmm. got it. Don't give a fuck about my, what my arms look like. I got fucking bars for days. We're, we're fucking selling out concerts. You think I give a fuck? You think I, got, I don't have anything else going on? And honestly, what he's really saying is, you don't know anything else of what we're doing, but you're trying to throw an idea. Right. Not okay. Mm -hmm. Same thing I'm talking about when it comes to these people, man. When we talk about the balance of like, if people do that in your life that are your brother or that do enjoy who the fuck you are, they still question why you're doing what you're doing and saying it's not in your place. Why would a stranger be allowed to? Right. Right. They shouldn't. And if you're that person, why are you so upfront, nice and willing to give to so many people that you have no idea who they are? Maybe they're just takers or they're going to take advantage of you. Right? Like, you don't know. So I'm more concerned from a, what are you trying to get out of this? It's not so much that. It's why is that, like, why is your judgment so, um, like, worth me listening to? Like, that no, sort of thing. Like, like, why do you allow yourself to be that open to someone and want to help me so much? Like, why do you want to help mm -hmm. me so much? I'm not special. Why... Why are you going in blind like that? Mm -hmm. I just question mm -hmm. people like that. Well, and, and, and one one aspect that I think you see a ton of men in this era that we're in of 
We talked about toxic positivity last week, but we're in this era of life coaches and business coaches. Oh, one of the healthiest things you can do, man, is look at that person and first of all, look at their life and their relationships. And then what have you built? Mm-hmm. Like, have you just built a coaching career? Yeah. Because that's a lot You're different. You're talking about people that a make a business bit. off of telling people how to do business, yes. but have never made a business yep. kind of thing. And yeah. there's a ton of those dude and a ton of people buying their shit. They do. A ton of people buying their shit. But that's just one example where it's like, you need to be asking questions. 100%. But you're right. And here's the deal. When I question um, motive, like we're mm-hmm. talking about, just full disclosure, man, we've had a lot of really cool people around us, you know, lately. And when I question that motive, it ends with a good result. It ends with a like, no, man, they've known me for a while and they've got good intention and they're supporting what we're doing. And it does end in a good it does come to a good conclusion as well, not just a mm-hmm. right, shut right, the fuck right. up conclusion. Well, that's the thing. A lot of it, too, like, can validate your decision. Like, if you're thinking 100%. about, you know, doing business with somebody or, you know, having a person in your life, like, a lot of times questioning their motives, you'll get an answer where you're like, all right, that actually validated everything. And yeah. now we can move forward productively. He's got another comment on here. And it's, um, this is, and it, it's good. He says, uh, you know, when he's talking about like, a lot of guys being BS and kind of productive. And then he mm-hmm. says, what is you t- it's I think he's saying what is your take on this um and how do you and how do you guys stay focused and just get shit done so now we're going to talk about like so okay so the naysayers are gone and 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 they're off to the wayside or whatever whatever it may be and then how do you actually convert so mm-hmm. when it talks about like okay you've quieted the noise and, and whatever we're, what all this other shit we're talking about how do you get shit done? I love that topic, man. That's Ooh. our specialty right there, just, dude. Oh, I need our just, specialty. When I get in the ring and I get my fucking blood going, I just, <laughs> I let my body take over, man. Oh, I let shit. my body take over. Dude, that's so good. It's the shittiest. All right, comment below if we need to have a, a, <laughs> dude, I don't a even macho know. man full on episode here. I'm not a good macho man. That is not any other um, mantra or whatever it may be, but. It's funny to do. I don't even know where it came from. I was just feeling it today. Oh, he got in the car and he was straight macho man. I was ma- okay. I was macho manning. This is a listen. We're gonna get to this conversion here in a second. Getting shit done. I was macho manning because we've got a new build. And we're helping some buyers. They're a little fickle. Can I use that word? Fickle. It's appropriate. And we joke sometimes about developers with new builds and what they don't include now. Right? And so now, the newest thing, we do a lot of new builds. We do a lot of new builds, you know what I mean? Listen what these fuckers do. <laughs> and these motherfuckers, not every new, listen, I'm not going to name any company names, and I'm not going to say it straight across the board, because I have not sold every new build. So if you work for new builders and, and you're watching this, respect, man. You guys are overly, you guys are pretty awesome and, and do a great product. However, however... Oh. They don't include garage door openers anymore. And I'm not talking about your right. fucking button that no. goes in your in your car and you press the button. This is the motor that opens ta- your garage. We're talking Unless about you put your fucking car in there. <laughs> we're talking about the motor that pulls the actual door up. And the only rebuttal we've had when we ask people politely is, well, you know, people are so specific with the brands that they like in their house. We just let them. And I'm like. Listen, dude, I bet my left nut, no one gives a fuck if it's Craftsman, if it's Cat, if it's Gatorade. Whatever the fuck. Listen, dude, they don't give a fuck. And it's it's not the best. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Pull me back in if I'm going too far. I'm going to guess people showing up 
on closing day, possession day, and not being able to open their garage. Oh man, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. guess <laughs> when they go to that button and oh, and it doesn't open, <laughs> and they try and they try and they, I'm guessing their fucking blood's going, oh, man. Right? Shit. They're fucking yeah. lit, dude. Yeah. yeah. You and I were covering it. That's it. That's yeah. how it goes. You and I. We cover it, but it's still, it's comical, and it's. This is builders. where the Macho Man was coming from today. Fuck, because it's oh nope nope nope, it's not gonna open, man. Watch, there's gonna be some guy watching this that's like, I love my Craftsman Belt Drive, <laughs> three point two version. Hey, line. listen, and here's the deal: you could sell the ones they give you and get get whatever you want. That's fine, but that's where the Macho Man was coming out today, that's man. Right. It was shit was pissing me off, and you got to laugh at it and. And move forward, and we're gonna stomach that cost. It's not ter- it's not a terrible amount, but it's a decent amount. Um, and it's not even the money, dude. It's the fact that developers don't mention that they dude. want the realtor or to mention it. Just don't it include and, it, or like, yeah. Wait, this like we get a toilet in our bathroom? Holy shit! Like that's awesome. What, <laughs> that's what a perk. What a what a well, perk right. to get a toilet. Like a garage right. door opener. If you have a garage, it should come with a garage door opener. Dude, 100%. And I think it comes back to the product, man. If you're buying a Richmond or whatever it is, like you want to you want to be proud of the product that you buy. You're spending a half million dollars plus on these new builds, man. You want it ready to go, man. Dude, actually 600 plus. Yeah, you want it ready to go. You should, and you should feel good about the product. But right. getting back to our point, that's where Macho Man was, oh, he was coming out of me today. So, get, so getting shit Ooh, done. Man. Getting shit done. So conversion and just getting shit done. Yep. Correct. So how do you approach that? Dude, so for me, I think a lot of it comes from just OCD. Okay, um, explain that. I get that from my mom, man. My mom's like, that's where I get any entrepreneur tendency is, is straight from my mom. She's opened a bunch of businesses, man. She's always on to something new. Um, but uh, for me, it was like just understanding that this life is fucking short, man. You got 24 hours in a day and like I just physically can't make myself sit there and watch a TV show. But let's go further because like, I think just, here's the deal. Kind of like in fitness, people, dude. People want to get in shape, and then yes. they show show up at the gym and like, well, fuck, what now? Well, kind of an easier answer if you can afford it, right? You get a trainer, you learn some fundamentals. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about business, man, this is super abstract. We talked about this, I think, on our last podcast. We've been talking about our meetings, and it's you know we talk about self initiated tasks, yep. right? Yep. But I think what this guy is asking, I think he has the want, yes, to do. Yep. I think it's like the where do I start? Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. conversion of like, not just like, well, dude, I can't watch fucking shows all night. Right. I got to work. Yeah. I have OCD. Okay. But then when you're working, what are you doing? Right. So right, for example, right. let's use Colorado home buyer class for an example. Okay. Or let's use our networking group fit works, for example, yeah. or let's use our team, our real estate team, for an example, pick something that's tangible that we have now. And you know, speak on how we reverse engineer that to figure out where we find our tasks and then actually start getting fucking going. I think that's what he wants to hear. Yeah. So, so for us, you know, real estate is like our hub. You know, if you look at like right now, anyway, real estate is the kind of the center of our wheel. And then we have these different spokes coming off the, our wheel. And, uh, and in those spokes, like you you just need those multiple streams. And, And for us, it came off of data and just putting out content and talking to people and, you know, for Will and I, we both have a fitness background and like FitWorks, this networking group that he's talking about. We did a f- couple Facebook videos about fitness and how now as fathers and, you know, not meatheads that live in the gym, we're fathers. We have, you know, quote unquote, real jobs or not gym jobs. And, uh, and we're still staying in shape. And we started talking about that. And 
we had more engagement on that than anything. So, so I think what you're saying too, right? Is like <clears throat> after, so we started out with a Friday video. Yep. What's working, what's not working as a father, right? As a business guy, how do they intertwine? We were just documenting what was working for us. And then every once in a while, when we would do a fitness video, how are we eating right? How are we mm -hmm. exercising now that we have a real job? Right. It got a lot of fucking comments. A lot of engagement. A lot of right. engagement, right? So we started thinking like, well, a lot about being fit works. Fit works. Like it literally, that's how the name came about. And then it was like, well, why don't, if we've got this many people asking questions and it's not that simple of an answer, why don't we create a networking group out of it? So... Starting there, that's where the can. Okay, here's there's the idea. Just like he has an idea for a podcast, we'll get to that. Okay, there's the idea. All right, so how do we do that? Well, let's get on camera. Let's market to our sphere because that's where we have engagement. Let's talk about making this fit works course. Let's talk about what it's going to be, what entails, how we're going to commit to it. No people can come in in sales. There is no people coming in giving out fucking bagels and pitching their mm -hmm. shit in this course. It's not, we don't even let people market their own. Like if you're a part of FitWorks, you don't even get to put your home. Like we have a private Facebook page for that. You're not putting your homes up. You're not putting your, your loan, your programs, loan right. programs up there. Nope. The integrity to that team is to build that culture. Right. And you're here for a reason. We're all going to get better around being being fit mentally, mm -hmm. physically, business-wise, marketing. <clears throat> and we roll with that. So how we started it was we posted that to our social media and said, hey, here's what we want to do. Here's how this thing is going to go. Here's when we want to start it. If you're curious, click the link below, as right. in send us a direct message. We did not have a fancy website. We had social media, and we said, send us a direct message. We're going to cap this thing. I think we capped it at like 25. Started with like 22 or 23, mm -hmm. and we wanted that. We wanted it to be intimate, and we said, hey, if this is something for you or you think it might be, let's roll, right? Same thing when it came to the podcast. Let's talk about podcasts because he's asking about well, he's not asking. He's saying, I've got some ideas about maybe starting a podcast, right? So for us, it was like we got invited to San Francisco. That was cool. We got a shout out from someone on our team that thought we would be great on that podcast. So someone who had seen our content already thought we would be a great fit for this podcast. He sends, he sends like, a, he throws a bone out there to these guys because he had just moved from California. So he throws a bone out to these guys. We have a conversation. It's fucking hilarious. So we get the invite to go out there and, and do all that. And, and they do a lot of stuff remote, but we said, Hey man, we really want to come out in person and just kind of see what you guys are doing. Right. They said, hell yeah, come out in person. So we came out in person. We had a great time. That kind of made it more real for me. It wasn't the, the ultimate kicker, but it was like, man, these things are kind of a big deal and people like it. And it's long form content. You can run your mouth and explain and, and, and chat. And just the same reason I like Joe Rogan and other right. stuff, dude, it might take me nine days to get through one podcast from Joe Rogan. Cause I got shit going on or I fall asleep when I'm listening to it. And, ask Kate about Joe Rogan in bed, right? Like mm. it's just fucking sometimes it's there and she's like, Jesus, you know, but so you don't have to listen to this whole thing start to finish, start to finish, but maybe you can scroll through it or come back to it a month later and you're going to take something from it. So that's why I love the long form experiencing. That was good. So when we came home, we just started talking about it again. And then we said, okay, well, we've never done that before. So fucking smart Eli, super impressive, not being facetious. Right, like being being in a band prior, he's like, dude, I know mics, I know audio, I have a general understanding. Some of it's going to be different, but he starts googling and youtubing shit, and then Fuck him man. and Fat sit down behind these fucking computers. They start googling switchboards. We liked Joe Rogan's process. We liked mm -hmm. how people. So we're going to start having some guests here within the next month or two, and 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 doing that every once in a while. But we liked his process of of his setup and camera angles and mics and and you know we do well in real estate we we don't want to throw a ton of money at this but we have some money to throw and bring a good product and we think that we should throw a good product 
So we started diving into Joe Rogan and Jamie and their setup, and he posts his shit. There's a lot of good information. We found a lot of the same stuff. We found some things where we don't quite need what they have, mm -hmm. but we have some stuff that works tremendously well. Fat's learning a ton on it. We bought all that shit. We came down to this undisclosed uh, bomb harbor, as you can see. This under night. NORAD Mountain. Under NORAD Mountain. You can see we <laughs> snuck a Banksy, a we Banksy know original. A mountain for those listening. <laughs> yeah. Got it. But we just started Googling and, and just finding questions and asking it. And then we had to make sure we stay with our lane with what are we going to speak on? And and I have a ton I like to speak on with leadership and, and military stuff and how it applies to this world. And I love applying. And not, it's not just the Special Operations Command fast company bullshit like it's not just that man it's not just government contract work it's like listen man there's a lot of basic badass shit we did in the infantry that you had to be super brilliant at you know and proficient that applies to the business world and i love correlating all those experiences to how that type of leadership and accountability and processes and just trial and error and apply to the business world mm -hmm. i love it and i mm -hmm. think there's a place for it i get to speak on that you have your take of being a born entrepreneur and hey, buckle up. Let's fucking run our mouth. And if people want to hear it, they do. And if they don't, respect. They don't have to, you know. And but it just started with Googling and YouTubing, like, okay, podcast, what's that? Dude, how I, does that work? I think you and I what we're really good at, um, you know, I think we're really good at understanding the value of one day. Like as patient as we are, every business decision Will and I make are five, ten years down the road. You know, we don't give a fuck about what happens in the next five years, five years or how, how much we lose because we know in 10 years we're going to fucking win. Like we just know that. Yeah. But at the same time, we know the value of one day, man. And that's where like, if our appointments end at 1 PM or 3 PM, we're not going home, dude. We're looking and be like, okay, what else can we do? What else can we do to maximize today? And I think that is such a good secret for lack of a better word for anybody out there who is either trying to be a successful entrepreneur or uh, build their own business for themselves or be a good employee is understand like what you fucking do today matters yeah and just getting some advice on how to do it right like we saw how they ran their their podcast on san francisco remote we figured out how to do it live figure there it out. they do it remote he has a lot of people he interviews that are um that are around the around the country and he doesn't want to bring them in it's, it's more efficient to do it remote and that's cool we like the in person so we want to do that regardless of where you come from we want you to come here and but we got to see how they did that hey here's mm -hmm. how to do it so like for example this buddy of mine that we're talking about today like Dude, him and I could just chat. I could go, hey, bro, we could bring you to our fucking site, show you how we do all this stuff. Fat can run you through the setups, and you can figure out, like, what applies to you, what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Are you just doing this by yourself? Do you want to just vent and have a topic, and you're not necessarily looking for questions, or maybe you are, but you want to answer them yourself. You don't want to have guests like, like Brian Shantosh. Phenomenal. I keep talking about it. Crooked Butterfly. Um, phenomenal podcast. And sometimes he'll take some things if people ask mm -hmm. him to answer it, but he's kind of doing his own thing, you know, and but there's so much to take away from and listen to, but it's just him. Um, talk about compartmentalizing some thoughts, man, and getting yeah. focused. Yep. It's just him. So there's that style. There's nothing but interview style. There's mm -hmm. hybrids like you and I were kind of like Jocko and, and, and Echo Charles where they do a lot with just them too, but then every once in a while they do have guests on. Right. I think you and I are kind of like that, kind of like a hybrid, but just asking questions and getting out there and resourcing from people that are doing it and just finding how, you know, what can you take away that applies to you on how to do it and then mm -hmm. man just figure it out and if you start trying to go live and it, they can let you do test runs on there if it's not working fucking fix it just yep. keep going keep figuring it out our two up our two first episodes were audio we mm -hmm. hadn't had our our video cameras up we weren't quite where it needed to be we had some setups but we were missing some wires 
Uh, we figured out we were missing those because <laughs> we were setting everything up. Oh, that one can't go there. That's right. an Audi. This is an innie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. And they're not gender neutral when it comes to fucking board. So it's funny. Oh, that's a great point. They are called male and female. Interesting. Yeah. That's fucked up. Right. We should change that. That but, is. You know, yeah, it's just figuring it out. But it is nice to go be able to talk to people mm-hmm. and pick their brain and, like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you guys, you know, approach that? And, you know, kudos to Joe Rogan, man. He shows he shows his setup and, and how they do it all. And it's, yep. it's awesome. Yep. Dude, and one of the things, too, that, you know, at least keeps me moving every day and, and keeps me positive when things, you know, don't turn out right away is not expecting an, an immediate ROI. hundred percent. Dude, understanding that, yeah, like this shit's going to take years of doing. Like whatever you're doing, it's going to take years for you to get good at it. It's going to take years for or you to start, provide enough or, value. Or it starts off super quick. I was super successful in real estate year one. We had a top 1% producing team. I did pretty well financially. But was that really year one for you? Um, it's a great point. Oh, sounds like fat. Sounds like oh, when you when you call me out on a podcast, oh, I want to <laughs> take you in oh, close, shit. pull you in tight, and choke so you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And I, I had a great talk at DMR about that because it was super exciting, and people thought I was going to tell them how I made several hundred thousand dollars in my first year of, of real estate. And I'm like, I, it was 15 years of experience that led to my first year in this theater. Right. And the thing that I, and I, by the way, full disclosure, this is not me. I'm just using it as an analogy. Peyton Manning, when he came to the Broncos, right? Like through a lot of interceptions, it was learning a new playbook and had a lot of poise and reacted really well. And two Super Bowl appearances, one win, but it wasn't his first year as a quarterback. You know, um, I think there's things to be said about some tools. And this is why I'm so happy. I wasn't an entrepreneur until, until now. And I earned so much and, went and took the time to learn just different shit from different Mm -hmm. industries and from military and learned from a lot of great men, dude. I walked amongst giants and learned a ton from that, which now applies. The hard part was figuring out how it all applies, but Mm -hmm. yeah, man, it it wasn't just one year. It was taking all of these experiences and then figuring out how do I apply this to people now within this, this audience, you Mm -hmm. know, And, and it works well, but I don't know where I was going with that, but it, oh, the ROI. Yeah. You yep, know, just yep. having that immediate ROI. But here's my deal. Even if you do several hundred thousand dollars in your first year real estate, is that your roof? Right. So whether it's 10, whether yeah. it's 240, that it's still your starting point, which means I should have higher expectations of myself, not only financially, but success wise of just making sure that I'm not getting a big head, be super confident in everything that you're doing, you know, have that humble piece of asking for more when you need more and asking for help when you need help. But taking control of it, but then also understanding what you're building. Like, I don't right. care if I make the same my second or third year. What I care about is a productivity as far as like how much we're scaling our company. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you have years of growth, years of investigative research and growth yeah, and right, re- right, right. right. And like panning back out and that takes time and energy and, and you're going to lose a little bit on that. But yeah, I think regard whether it's a dollar or $500,000 your first year, I think you just got to keep, keep things within perspective and moving forward and, and understanding it's, just your first year. And yeah. here's the deal. If your first year sucks per se and you learned a lot and you did two deals, okay. And then here's the other deal. If your first year goes phenomenal and you make, you know, quarter million dollars your first year, that could fucking be gone the next year. Good, man. Don't right. think that you got it all figured out. Don't think that your systems are in play. Don't think that you're better than everyone else. No, man, you might've just had a really good year and marketed some cool shit and had a lot of people within your sphere buy maybe. Mm-hmm. Mine wasn't a sphere. Mine was very outbound. I was diving into investors, but 
dude, it's a year. Yep. That's it. So just yep. as much as you got to brush off the negative and go, hey, hey, I only made 20 grand this year, but I learned a fuck ton. Don't doesn't mean quit. And then just because you have a great first year doesn't mean you got it all figured out either. Like you, it's that yin and yang, man, of just it staying is. balanced and working toward it and then creating that conversion. So hopefully we're answering that question as far as converting. How yeah. do you start a yeah. podcast? And getting How shit do you done. Hundred percent, man. Right, right, right. And uh, I want to stay on track with some of this here, Eli. You're pretty cool too. I like Let's that. talk about that for a minute. Ha! <laughs> How cool Eli is. <laughs> Fuck <just> you. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> uh, hope you get what I'm putting down somewhere in style. Respect you, man. Um, oh, I got one for you. Naysayers, you know, dampening the noise. I'm, I got this cool one for you. I'm not going to name his name. Mm-hmm. Super cool cat. Let me find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read this text message. This is real. It's been validated by Eli and Fat. I sent this to you over the weekend. Yeah. This is a guy I've known since. Uh, Proud of boot camp, man. Uh, phenomenal guy. Stellar at, dude, he's good looking. He's got great legs, right? Stellar at everything he's ever done. Good guy. He's just yeah. a rock solid dude. <laughs> he says, What's up there, pussy fart? So you guys can probably tell. Oh, he's probably a Marine. Uh, Marine buddy. That's how we talk to each other. Remember that whole friendship? Like, he can call me a bitch, but somebody else calls right, me a right. bitch. So a bunch of, same kind same of thing. thing, but pussy fart. What's up there, pussy fart? I know it's inappropriate. I didn't know they did that. Not. <laughs> hey, man, just wanted to tell you that you've been motivating me. Been following you and listening a bit. Glad you are conquering your dream, brother. You know, when you first left the PD, I remember saying, damn, leaving a secure job and benefits. That's risky. But now that I've been with the FD for seven years now, I get it. I don't know if I want to continue to deal with everybody's problems for 20 plus years while I always um, am sleep deprived. Right? He's, a, he's, a, he's a firefighter mm-hmm. um, and work my ass off for my family just for other people's problems. I don't know. Just wanted to say um, that to you. Glad you're doing well, brother. Hope all is well with your family and the little one. I know we are both busy as fuck, but one of these days let's grab a beer. Mm-hmm. And I just respond. I said, hey, man, I really appreciate that because I think who you get compliments from is important. We talked about fishing for stuff on, an, on a prior podcast or somewhere. We talked about fishing for compliments. I think that was like episode one or two yeah. where you just go out and say nice shit to people. So they say nice shit back to you. You're fishing. I don't, I don't talk to that guy, but maybe once a year. He works hard. He's got a family. You know, His son is very close to age to our son, and he's grinding and but I respect this shit out of him. So when a guy like that goes out of his way to say, hey, I'm listening to your content, you're doing your thing, respect, and I respect you, that one text message hits harder than a thousand naysayers because I understand where the naysayers come from. You know, and just not fishing for for compliments and just going out and believing myself and trusting that I'm doing the right things and the right people that are also in the fight doing the right things, man, they hear you. And it's cool when every once in a while they say, hey, Fucking good on you, man. Dude, they're cool, but a lot of times they're the quiet ones too, man. For every, yeah. let's say, for every one naysayer oh, yeah. or one negative person on your social, dude, there's ten people whose life you actually affected by yeah. your comment who just aren't saying anything. Yeah, man. Like how many times do you like, you know, like a video, but you don't press the button like or comment. Yeah. You just scroll past or you take something from it as you're driving toward work, and before you know it, you're at work and you're starting your day and you didn't leave mm-hmm. a comment. That's okay, but that's why why you do things has to just be in tune. But man, that was yep. super important. I'm glad I remembered to, to point that out today because, you know, it is refreshing. I'm going to be honest, man. It is refreshing when not, you know, like that kid, you know, like when you talk about like questioning why people say or do things, I'm like, Hey man, what are you doing with your fucking life? 
you know, and it, and for those of you who didn't listen to the first podcast, it was this kid that's always complimenting me and and, and Eli and saying how great we are. And he lives overseas, and it's a real it's a real account. <laughs> it's legit. Um, and I just talked to him, and I'm like, "Hey, man, what the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm walking my dog." And I'm like, "No, bro, yeah. but your life." Yeah. And I feel like he was not doing anything, but he was throwing me these terms of endearment to like make me feel good because making me feel good made him feel good, right. but it didn't make me feel good. Right. I'm like, "Hey, man, if I'm so motivating." And if you think I'm so awesome, but I'm still not succeeding in helping you like get fucking going, I feel like shit. Is there anything else that I can do for you? Because I love your support. Man, I love it. But I want you to go out there and do something. And I think you're blowing smoke up my ass. And I think you're saying nice things to make me feel good because then it makes you feel good, which is also that's that's a little selfish right there. It's a little deep, a little self ooh. Ooh, that's deep right there. It's true. Right? <laughs> like but it's true, and I could be super fucking wrong, but sometimes that's how I question or I interpret things. This guy right here, dude, he's got a family, crushes firefighting. I remember when he was at the fire academy at the Marine Corps and, and graduated number one, mm -hmm. decides to move out here to Colorado. Um, so I'd known him through the Marine Corps, and then he decides to move here and became a firefighter while I was a cop. You know, and it's, dude, here's the deal. We don't talk all the time. He's out tackling his shit like I'm out tackling my shit. But every once in a while, when a guy like that compliments you, he's not fishing. He's not asking to be on the podcast. He's not yep. nothing, man. He's just like, hey, bro, by the way, fucking good job. And right. it, dude, that feels so good. And I think for me, respect from my peers, like guys that I respect in our industry, guys that I respect from the military, just old, just guys that I respect overall that are just bad motherfuckers, man, doing their thing. When they say something to you, mm -hmm. you sleep well at night, mm -hmm. you know, because you felt like you earned it, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, you know, for, for our, our gentleman that was asking these questions today, man, that will blind out a ton of noise, a ton. So it will, man. keep it will. those things in perspective as well. Dude, and that's exactly why, you know, people like you and us, like we need to open our mouths. We need to yeah. document these things. And, you know, I think people on the outside may look and be like, you know, you mentioned we're not a big deal all the time, which we're not. But there may be those few naysayers like these guys aren't a big fucking deal. Why would I listen to them? That right there, dude. Yeah. Because if you can affect that one person who just yeah. starts looking at his life from a little different perspective, starts looking at the way, hey, how is my work making me feel every day? How is, is this making but that's me a better so great. person? And here's the deal, man. I've done stuff in my life that I wasn't, the, I didn't finish number one. I, mm -hmm. I've done some things in my life where I wasn't the best swimmer, but I had to overcome a ton of stuff to get to swim call too, just to, just to qualify for certain schools. Right. And I barely got in on that swim call and I wasn't the best swimmer, man, but I overcame a lot of fear for myself. So when I say I'm not a big deal, I'm being honest. Hey man, I'm not a big deal. I'm not God's gift to everything. I just try hard and I've had a lot of great men around me that, that helped me try, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I talk about Sean Tosh a lot, dude. I'm sure this guy's probably like, shut the fuck up already. But you know, when I was talking to him, man, you know, he gave me some advice when we were talking one time. He goes, here's the deal, man. Nobody's ever too big. Yeah. Nobody's ever too small. Mm, I like that. You know, and he's like, Grimes, don't ever think that you can't go into a room and stand with any man and be and be respected and obviously be respectable, but be respected and stand your ground and, and, and have value as a human being. Right. But at the same time, don't ever think someone else walks into that room and they don't deserve your time. Right. I like that. Super humbling. But that's why I really try to challenge myself when, when I say, like, look, man, I'm not, a, I'm not a big deal. I'm a guy that's tried hard. I've had some fun memories. I had a lot of great men help me get to where I was at. But, dude, like, we're all just guys. And I, I think as we get older, we see things in our parents. We see things in our families. And it's like, oh, you guys are just here, too, trying to figure. Oh, we're all just on this spinny thing out in some atmosphere, spinning the fuck around. Mm-hmm. 
just trying to figure it the fuck out. Yep. But when we're younger, like your your dad's your hero. And I'm not saying he's not your hero anymore. I'm just mm. speaking figuratively. Yeah. But it's like as you become an adult, you go, oh, oh, you're just people. Oh, and especially when you're a dad, right? Mm -hmm. Cash is going to grow up and go, oh, oh, you're just a guy. See, I kind of like that. But I, Dude, I love it because it's yeah. honest, man. And I know I talk a lot of shit and we have some fun and Will's arrogant. I, I can be arrogant. Well, and if you know me, you know it comes from a good place. I'm just fucking around. But here's the deal. Listen, man, it's true. Dude, look at it Own this that. way. Like if you, if you knew Superman, right? Yeah. Superman, he's Fuck Man of guy. Steel, whatever, all that Wait, shit. Is he Marvel or Capcom? I don't know. All right, um, it matters. But don't say, I don't like, know. And, and let's say you look that that's how your father, like indestructible. Yeah. And then when you grow up and realize, wow, like Superman was just a normal dude. Yeah. I respect the fuck out of Superman a lot more. Eli, hey, listen, fat. This is a big moment, and I, <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna go. Eli, Superman is not real. Oh God. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Okay. But no, I you know, know. But I know when you find you out like that's just a real person, wow, dad is like dad had all these stresses. Here's, He's dude, not Superman. And it right? comes in our industry like people have like the secret pill to a diet or the secret mapped out book to creating a pipeline right. for sales. You're yeah. you are putting yourself on a pedestal like you've got yeah. some secret no one else has. And if you're not following this, you're not gonna be successful. Shut the fuck up, man. Pretender. 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 And you're, you're marketing that for business. The yeah. bottom line is, like, as my son and, and my daughter grow up, I am just a guy. But I want them to know, like, hey, I'm a guy that just didn't allow fear to consume me, right? Like, dude, I have yeah. fear all the time. I think sometimes fear is a great thing to have. But I didn't let it get to a point where it consumed me and prevented me from chasing a lot of what I wanted to be. And I want them to be brave. And I want them to to conquer their fears as they go after life and fuck some shit up, man. And and just get after it, right? Mm -hmm. Just get after Dude, it. When we were going over, uh, we were talking about eulogies the past few weeks. Um, <laughs> were we? Yeah. If Ooh. it works, we were talking about eulogies. Oh, and kinda, yeah, yeah. You know, how, how you want people to think about you. And as I yeah. kind of started writing mine out, man, like it wasn't as positive at, like I was being honest. And it wasn't as positive as I think, you know, some people would talk about me. Yeah. But if there's one thing that I want people to remember me by, you know, I've made good decisions. I've made bad decisions. I've paid yeah. for both. But if there's one thing I want people to, to remember me for, it's just that I fucking tried my best. Yeah. Whatever I did, it yeah. wasn't always the right decision, but I tried my best to anything that I did. 100%. And for me, I just want, you know, like for my eulogy, I don't even, dude, I don't know what the fuck people are going to say at that thing. <laughs> you know, and I kind of don't want to tell them what to say and say what you choose, but I do want to be a story. So when yeah. I'm not here anymore, like for my son or my grandkids or, or just friends and fellow Marines and people that I've, I've had around my life, you know, I just as much as like how I remember some of my friends that have passed away and whatnot, like, I just want to be like, I want someone like, remember that one time? God damn yeah. it. Yep. Hey, remember Grimes, that motherfucker, right? Like, yep. dude, I like, I want to be a story and I want people to remember me and get a good laugh out of it. But I think it's important for us, you know, all joking aside of like, hey, no, man, we are just guys. Right. But here's the deal. Everybody is. Everybody's here just trying to figure it the fuck mm -hmm. out. And some people compromise their own intuition, their own gut feelings, their own yep. whatever it may be. And they want a shortcut. And you buy that sales book that's got pipelines. And don't get me wrong, man. There's guys out there that have good stuff that sell fundamentals that allow you to become successful. However, that's not what I'm speaking about right now. So this isn't a blanket, you know, blanket statement anyone and say that it doesn't exist. But I'm speaking solely toward people that if you're not using this pipeline of the sales process, mm -hmm. you're wrong. And it's not true, man. You know, but you got to get after it. You, you know, allow the, the good people to be around you. 
allow those good people in your life to shield you from the noise where, mm-hmm. man, I just don't even hear it. You know, and if we ever get a negative comment, which I'm not sure if we have, I'm sure saying that right now is going to bait someone to say some negative shit on <laughs> Facebook right now. But bottom line, I'm not even mad at negative. Mm-hmm. I don't even think negative is negative. Like, listen, man, if you got some negative shit to say about the podcast or what we're doing, man, you don't have enough context. And if you don't like what I'm saying or if you disagree with it, Man, that's okay. that's not even negative. Like, no. listen, man, I appreciate you watching the podcast. <clears throat> I appreciate that you disagree. We're just saying what works for us. If you got something different to say, man, I'd love to hear it. Maybe I won't agree with it either. But I appreciate the fact that we can disagree on some things and be men and go about our business and yeah. fucking handle our day. Because, frankly, it's not going to change the path that we're on. Unless you're not putting fucking garage door openers in your fucking garages. Yeah, some bullshit. Because then you're just wrong, brother. <laughs> then you're just fucking wrong and you get me going. Man, that's funny. I think that's I think that's our topic for today, man. These sweet it. rolls are talking to us. I know people are going to be getting to the gym or listening to us or tired of listening to us. But I think it was a great topic today. Yep. I think it's super honest. I think people battle it a lot, man. We appreciate guys reaching out. If you if you're listening to this still and you have questions, um, or if you want to throw something at us and have us talk about it, I'm sure it might be mm-hmm. something similar to someone else, and we love to cover it. Or maybe it's it's super abstract where we just can't help ourselves and we. Yep. We have to cover it. either way. Super appreciate all the love out there. We have our yeah. YouTube channel as well. So if you can't listen on Facebook all the time or if it's a difficult platform, respect, you can go on to YouTube. Eli is getting us on iTunes and Spotify. I think we're waiting mm-hmm. for some approval there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all coming shortly. But appreciate the love, guys. Appreciate people sending in some questions. And I love that. Not that we don't have enough to already run our fucking mouth on. We do. But I really love when people have their own questions and want us to speak and man, I'm so appreciative of that because I feel like people are listening and they value us enough to speak on something. People are listening and Dude. we, and we listen too, man, as much as yeah. we talk, we listen a lot. It's just, it's just, we're just blessed, man. I yeah. really respect people that respect us enough to ask a question and want us to even open our fucking mouth so they can listen to our opinion on their topic. I think that's the, just, Man, I love respect amongst my peers. I've been right. like that for a long time. And then just respect amongst other humans where they respect you enough to ask you a question and then listen to your fucking podcast for an hour and a half, answer it, and, and fuck off and have a good time. But there is, man, that's someone giving you their time to ask a question. And then it's someone giving you their time to listen. And you don't get time back, right? So that's it's just a big gift. I'm super appreciative of that. I hope it continues. I hope we continue to get to get more just things that we can we can speak to. I'm glad we got fat here kind of running the show for us and, and holding it down and can speak to some of the the millennial um, era and good and bad because he's a millennial. He he's fucking awesome. There's he's a ton of good, it. man. Ton of good. Yeah. Don't think it's millennial. I think it's behavioral. We'll get it into is, that another right. time. But you know, it's good to have fat here because he can speak to some things that we can't. And I think that that brings our viewers um, Dude, a little bit more. And he's proof of concept right there. He's one yeah. millennial that's out there busting ass. He's building his own business. He's doing his own thing, man. Yeah. He's he's one of them doing it right now. Yeah. I'm gonna be Macho Man Randy Savage. He's gonna be Nacho Libre for for Halloween. We're gonna. We're going to get down, brother. I'll be like the Jack Black. And he'll be the, like this, <laughs> what was his buddy? His little oh like, my sidekick. Gosh. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. But guys, if you're listening, we appreciate your time on here. Happy Monday. We'll see you guys again here coming up on a Friday. We've got a brand new topic for you. We're going to we're gonna stir some shit as always. But until then, we're going to slam some of these sweet rolls and, and have a good time. Later, guys. Later.